Had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> It is Tuesday, May 23rd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We are coming to you from, uh, surprisingly, the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in always sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana. We're on the air today from 3 until 5.30 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America. You know what's better as the Big X. Short show today as we give uh, get ready to seed way to the Louisville Bats. Uh, coverage will start at 5.35 as they resume play this uh, early this evening. 6.05 first pitch right here on 14.50 the Big X. Uh, we are in Jeffersonville today. Trevor brought Khaleesi, the dog, who's very, very sweet, very loving. It makes me happier to have her over here. And I can tell it's just because... We've had some, this is going to shock people. Everybody, if you're driving around, maybe pull over. If you're listening at home, cover the ears of the kids. Because this is a a shocking development that is going to jar you to your core. We've had some significant technical difficulties today here at Big X Nation. And I know that Trevor's frustrated. I know that, I, I don't know exactly, I know the computer that we're looking to replace. And again, it should be like two weeks from now, we should have new computers up and running hopefully, at the uh, the home base there in Louisville. But uh, the, the computer apparently, I, I just saw via the, the text message screenshots that were sent to me, completely crashed. I, when Calvin texts and he's like, things took a turn for the worse, that's when you know that, like, this is, this is disastrous. This is when the doctor's telling you, like, you've got only so much time left to live. Like, when Calvin comes in and says, like, this is... This is bad. That's when you know you're pretty much screwed. You it's might want to, to get call your, your loved ones and get them down here your right now. In yeah. order. Exactly. <laughs> but so, you, what exactly are you trying to deal with here? I know that you've been here for a while trying to get things going, but uh, thankfully we are on the air, so we've at least accomplished that. Yes, we are on the air. Uh, no, it just yeah, it's just like uh, yeah, we're just kind of walking blind through a through a tunnel right now. I mean, having to run everything kind of manually. It's it's a uh, it's a pain in the rear, and yes, Khaleesi is here because when I raise my voice and get and and put like any kind of anger in my voice, Khaleesi's tail will go between her legs and her ears go down, and she tries to get up in my face and lick on my face because she thinks I'm upset at her. So I brought her here because that way I don't lose my cool during trying to fix this. This is like the because when she does that, I feel really bad. I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's not your fault, right? And and so so therefore, like I, I bring her that way, I, I can stay calm and happy and. She can cheer me up when I'm getting angry. 
This is like the the Hope person, Josh is allergic to dogs. The, the, the person in the relationship, because again, you can't do sports radio without making like relationship metaphors. Well, it is our relationship. It's it, but it's like the person in the relationship when they know they've screwed up and they know their their husband or their wife is really mad at them. They will purposely bring the kid with them wherever they're going because like we can't fight in front of the kid. Have you done this before? No, <laughs> but, but I would if, if it came down. But to you it. Were, yeah, I have no problem using my kids as instruments in this fight. You can't fight in front of the kid. You can't say Mary wouldn't care. She would just. She, she I was going to say I don't. I don't think it would work. Yeah. That's why I haven't done it. But uh, but you are you, you brought Khaleesi to try and calm you down. It's sort of a, a therapeutic dog today. It makes me happier that she's here. But uh, we're we're dealing with a lot here. Yeah, we're, we're doing, dealing with some serious bleep. We're doing a lot of serious bleep here. Yeah, I mean, candlesticks make a great gift. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to do. Uh, but yeah, that's so. That's the reason she's here. And I was at, the, at this studio. Some I don't like to take her to the other studio because I never know who's going to be there and who'll be mad about it. But even though Fair I don't know why I should ever worry about it because no one's ever there. But uh, on the off chance, though, it's like <laughs> the random chance. It's I show telethon day. the one day I hooks up with the dog will be telethon day. I know exactly. But uh, what's well, the name? Of, brings her dog sometimes. I was going to say, yeah, but she has a small dog. She does, and not not Khaleesi's, I mean, Khaleesi won't go around to people. Well, she will if you because she just loves to be uh, get attention from anybody. But for the most part, as you can tell, she's just going to pretty much sit right next to me this entire show. She's very sweet. She, and if I get up, she'll get up and walk and follow me. She just uh, she's a spoiled daddy's girl. What can now, I say? The the Thornton sex line, by the way, is five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Download that refreshing rewards app. Save yourself some, some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside. Get a 32-ounce drink for just 89 cents at any one of the 89,819 area Thornton's locations. And then text us at 502-414-1450. But the text line has already pointed out, Mike, I need you to tell Scoots that Wooden View, Wooden View is a nice golf course, but Clarksville is the least picturesque city in southern Indiana. I had not heard this read that Scoots did for Wooded View. Well, it's worth anything in southern Indiana. It's not very picturable. I enjoy the Wooded View <laughs> golf course. I've played there, played there once. It's... Picturesque is maybe stretching it when we're talking about Clarksville. The course is very nice, highly recommended. But the the Scoots read, which I had heard about via the text line, I think yesterday or a couple of days before, the Scoots read is glorious. I mean, that like I was smiling through the entire thing. It's he's he's not talking like he normally talks. He's very much doing like a big boy. Like I'm trying to like emote. I'm trying to like. The picturesque Wooded View Golf Course, like it, it, it's it's him trying to take Jim Nance's job, and I'm here for it. <laughs> He's doing what a lot of people would say, used to make fun of me for doing when I would, I, I would have like two. There's two versions of Trevor. There's Trevor that talks to you, and there's Trevor that calls a guest. And there kind of still is. I love when you yeah, talk to you. You probably like, heard me call a guest. Like, you're like, hey, my, is this uh, this is this is uh, Trevor from WXVW, Mike Rutherford show? <laughs> yeah, a, still got some time for us here on the, on the station. <laughs> it's like after you've been like just talking about boners and farts during the, the thirty seconds before you call that person. It's great. Because uh, yeah, Renshaw and other other hosts I've worked with have made fun of me for it many a times. They're like, why don't you call a guest? I'm like, hey, what up, big pimp? <laughs> I've never I've never heard you call Goodman and say that. I'm like, oh, I guess. Is in some way I'm trying to be professional, you know. It's I like, want you to do an interview now. Now that you say this, I, I, okay. the next person we call, I'm just going to let you interview them, <sighs> just to hear your interview voice. Well, who we go? No, <laughs> on the air I don't do the same thing. Let's get Jay Billis on. Right on on now. the air, I'm more, I am more like what you hear from me now. But for some reason, when I called, like set up a guest or like to even like schedule a guest when I would be, you know, bringing guest, scheduling guests for the show. Like I just I'm a complete. Like, it's a very different voice. It's a different person. I don't know why. You're like all right, and just uh, hang out right there. We're gonna be on in about 45 minutes. You're gonna hear some music, and then the voice after that it's gonna be Mike's. And I appreciate you for the thank it, you for and your then time. You thank them for it's very polite. It's very. <laughs> I've had far less professional producers that uh, you, you know have 
have been more professional behind the scenes, but just don't not handle that situation. I mean, we had Patrick on. Patrick, the one time, didn't even say hi. I think it was uh, Brett Dawson. Like, he was so flustered because we were going on the air. And he was like, he's like, all right, hold on. Like, that's all he said to him. He didn't even say, like, hello. <laughs> Uh, which was great. I was like, I was like, is Brett ever going to come back? I was like, I'm sorry about this, Brett. Now, I've used the, the joke. I'm sure you've heard me use the, when I when I when I lighten the mood, where I'll be like, uh, uh, I've been told we have a, a yes you know, interview schedule for you on the show, uh, but I, he lies to me a lot. Is this true? It's it's, it's a nice <laughs> nice little soft and they'll, be like, and they'll giggle. Soft on the floor. They'll give me like well a, they'll give me like a dad's joke giggle. They're like, ha yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think one of them guests was like, he's got my dog until I do the interview or something like that. So I said it to me one time. I always appreciate like when I'm when I go on other shows, like I always appreciate somebody who's like very kind of just it sounds like you have like a little bit of a conversation. They're very like, you know, thank you so much for making some time with us and like a little bit of yeah. a joke. But I mean there have been shows that I've gone on where it's just like, all right, Mike, forty five seconds. And then it's like boom, I'm on <laughs> I'm, I'm like sitting there like listening. Or they'll call me like, you'll be on in like six minutes. And I'm like, what the why you could have called me five minutes from now. Like, stop. <laughs> Yeah, you you do a lot. You get interview. You go on a lot of shows for interviews. Like, where 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 does my my stick of of, of bringing on guests stand compared to the national boys? No, it's really good. Like, it's, okay. it's it's legitimately good. Like, I it's like the best when, thing I bring to the show. It might be. <laughs> it like it, it's uh, like, I like when people do that. The other thing that I don't like is when they're too chatty. If you have like two minutes, like I don't need to talk to you for the whole like two minutes. Like whether like like how's it going? And then like I'll be like, you know, I just you know writing this thing up or like excited for the game tonight or you know just took my daughter to school and they're like you know I've got kids too like how old I'm like okay we don't need to do this like I, I'm I'm like I'm scrambling to get my notes in front of me to try to prepare <laughs> for the questions that I might be asked here just leave me leave leave me be I have gotten chatty before I think some some guests would be like oh he's I think you know he's just, as soon as he gets finished talking to the guest himself he'll bring him on yeah but that's usually somebody like I know like I've had on like right. a weekly basis I'm fine or, with that you know, right? I mean, I can name a you know several you know, or some, maybe I've had on you know an own show of mine that I've interviewed regularly, or like I ha- I have been guilty of that. And those are the ones that don't get the professional voice too when I call them. At that but like, point. I'm fine with like, like if I'm calling Doster, I'm like, hey, what up, pimp? Like there, are ready? Co- yeah, exactly. There are a couple of guys who I've been doing shows with for like ten years, and like they will like text me, like we'll like we'll text during the offseason, like when it's not work related. And so when that when they bring me on and they're like you know that, that's totally fine. But if it's somebody I don't know, if I'm doing like radio in San Jose or something, and I've never talked to you before, like just you know give me the like, maybe like a little quick joke. Like I like the thing about the he says he'll have you on in two minutes, but like he lies to me a lot. Like I, I like that. But let's you know keep it professional, keep it brief. Patrick says you need to give him a break. Apparently that was the first time he's ever used a phone. He's never used a phone before. I think that's not what he was going for in this text message he sent us, but that's how it came off to me. I think he met the phone in the studio. I know, but it's still. He's, he's like, the phones over there suck. It was my first time using them. Like, oh, he, he was flustered. You've never used a phone? It was hilarious. Though, <laughs> I imagine it, it was. The thing is, like, he finally got the hard part down. Like, all he had to do now was, like, talk to Kent and say, like, we'll have you on in two minutes. He goes, he goes, this is Kent Taylor. All right, hang on. And just, and just put them on hold. Or I think it was, I think it was Brett Dawson. I mean, in fairness, I mean, how many land phones do you think Patrick's used in his life? It's a fair point. I, I, well, those I, phones, I, too, like, they never work. And I'm curious if you, I mean, you ever had a landline. Dugan and Kim have a landline at the house. Like, I guarantee they don't. My, no, I mean, my parents don't. I do, but that's only because my mom has an office there and uh, I have to have a fax machine. Uh, so I, I literally have our old landline, still the same phone number. Uh, and it's, but it's not, there's no phone hooked up to it. It's just for the fax machine. I mean, I'm just giving Patrick crap like that. It was I funny, it's fun but like, I mean, you screw those phones up still to this day. Like we, you accidentally hung up on somebody like a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? I did. 
It was uh, it was Paul Rogers. It was Paul Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like those- I don't think I hung up. I think he just got disconnected because <laughs> I have found I, I I've gotten a groove of how to use those phones. It's it's very weird. Because you have to like you have to hit nine and then dial it without picking it up. I know there's some trick to it. It's yeah. so yeah, and then once you do that, then you pick it up, and then for some reason you never hit the hold button. You would think the hold button would put them on you know hold, but it hangs up on them. It's very it's so, tough. It's so weird. There's two buttons: one's on off and one's hold, and you never you only use the on off button. I know I, I'm pulling back the curtain I for know. anybody, but well, the bad thing about it is it's it is a complex situation. Like the time <laughs> when I really need guests on is is when you're gone, and it, and we have like you know if Gary's doing the show because I love Gary, but Gary's not a big sports guy, so he can't really get involved in the conversation. Of course, we talk so much sports in the show as we've we spent 20 minutes discussing behind the scenes. Big <laughs> we even brought, well, there's no sports to talk about. But then like he gets <laughs> he, he gets frustrated because he can't figure it out. And I, like, I'm no help because I don't know the sequence of, of how to make the phones work. Like there's nothing, nothing just works easily with us. It's, it's a, people give us crap all the time. It is a 75 step process just to, to make this as good as it is here. We're doing the best we can. We promise. I think AA had a harder 12 step. We got 75 over here. It's going to get easier. Why is Patrick listening to the show right now? They've got a big game coming up in like two hours. I thought he had school. Well, no, he's out of school, right? Well, they, that's how he gets pumped up for the games. He listens to the rest of her uh, well, podcast. That's not what we used to do. That, but What was your, what did you listen to before a game? Oh, God. We, so on the my junior year on the run-up to, this is embarrassing. Maybe it's not. I mean, we, we were kids. It was popular at the time. But like on the run-up to, we lo- went all the way to the state championship game my junior year. We lost to Covenant Catholic. Every game, me and, and two of friends, we drove, and at the same point in time, like we regional was always at Eastern, and the semi state was at E Town that year. And right before we pulled in, we listened to Eminem till I collapse. The which song? Eminem till I collapse. Was we put it on right before? The I movie. probably know, just don't just know by the to name. Get up, till yeah. the roof comes off. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, off. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. to get. I don't know the right. song without the name, probably. Yeah. I know. And the funny thing about doing that stuff for for <laughs> baseball, like I get it, doing it for football and stuff, but like you're doing it for baseball, you're like you're getting all pumped up, and like you get out of your car, you've got like an hour and a half before then you like warm up, like it's like there's not you're not playing with raw emotion, you've got a long ways to go until <laughs> so it's like just like pent up. You know, all that stuff, but it was a, it was just like it was a little tradition. That was like Dwight Schrute listening to Rage Against the Machine usually. That's I mean that's fine. Yeah. This is just getting jammed. Yeah, I, my favorite part was that we were doing a show one time over in uh, Chubby Rays, and I, I just you know just in the car just waiting to go in, and uh, we're doing I think it was uh, Matt Hobbs was doing the show with us. I don't know if you remember him. He used to work for uh, WHS or one of those new stations, sportscaster. Sounds dude. familiar. He ended up moving back to Syracuse. Uh, big hockey guy, but uh, I mean he just pulled up and I'm just I was set the window down. That's Blair and Ace of Base in the parking lot of Chubby Ray. He's just getting, he took a picture of me. But I think he put it on Twitter. He's like, he's like Trevor getting prepped for the show. Like a video of me. You still do that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The other thing I want to ask Who is, doesn't get pumped up listening to Ace of Base, though, right? Exactly. Except for the fact I guess the guy's a Nazi or something. But That's right. We discovered that. Yeah. You, we you did, told me that. We did learn that, yeah. So, you, so well, since Patrick's listening, I, I know. So, it is seventh region. Semifinal night, which is a solid chance to make our promotion. We've got uh, 5.30, tr- uh, Manuel will play Eastern at UofL. And then at 8, Trinity will play St. X. And I know we have the Trinity broadcast on our sister station, 970 WGTK. I'm not sure if Spears is doing on another station, but I know we have. I know on 970. And they had, they put up the Go Rocks out there. So if, if Spears needs to, to come correct and put out his own, like let us know, John. But uh, we will have, at 8 o'clock, the Trinity X semifinal on 970. But... I saw like Patrick and, and some other guy like they, they were sharing on Instagram. You know, they they're, they're graphics for every game now. Like everything has a graphic. 
And their graphic for tonight was it has this big like manual player and an Eastern player, and it's like seventh region semifinals, and it was like rivalry game in the back. <laughs> Are manual and Eastern rivals? No, I know of. I thought like I always thought it was male manual Trinity X. And then Eastern and Ballard. Eastern and Ballard, yeah. Rivals. I mean, I've never heard of Manual and Eastern being, but you know, things change. I haven't played high school sports in twenty years. I mean, so. despite what what one side says, Wagner Trinity and Wagner Ballard are rivals. No, they weren't. I mean, to us, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Does Wagner have a like a natural rival? It would Trinity and Ballard. I mean, yeah, it's, they're it's, not right. You can't say rivals when you've lost like nine hundred games in a yeah, row. Yeah, but then you have the vicinity and you play each other every year. I mean, it's like Elon calling North Carolina a rival. I don't know. <laughs> Who? He's calling North Carolina State? Elon calling UNC a rival. Elon oh, Elon. I was like, you know, I thought I was like, you're talking about Elon Musk. I was like, well, why would he hate North Carolina? <laughs> I just don't believe in stick to sports track. They don't Elon. believe in mutual bathrooms and electric cars. It's like Kentucky State <laughs> calling Louisville a rival. Um, okay, well, suck it. You're a rival. Um, but no, ba- yeah, Eastern. No, Eastern's only only rival I know is Ballard. Yeah. Eastern Battle Rivals. I mean, I mean, and that's pretty, they get pretty heated those games. I don't think Manuel. No, Manuel's. Does Manuel have another rival other than Mayo? Really? I don't think so. I mean, Mayo would have probably we would Trinity as well too. Mayo right? and Trinity have de- certainly developed a football rivalry. Yeah. We also, I mean, we were kind of rivals in all sports when I was in high school for sure. Like baseball, like we so we beat them that year in the seventh region finals, and there's like multiple fights in the game. Like our coaches got into it. Like it was a very, very like intense game. Uh, and then basketball, like they were always back when I was playing, like better than us. And then oh, the yeah. next year, I know Trinity beat Mail in the seventh region finals uh, for the first time. Like that was it was like Mail was definitely our. It kind of felt like the when with Louisville baseball, like Kentucky's still your natural rival, but over time, like Vandy kind of became the bigger rival because you all were better and you had you know, all these fierce games and all that stuff. That's kind of how Mail felt when I was in high school. I mean, Mail, Trinity, and Saint X have just always been kind of a, a rivalry trio to me. Just. That's just mainly because they're just. I mean, you can throw Bowden there a little bit, but just because they're always kind of at the top of the the food chain. Bowden in basketball, for sure. In ba- yeah, yeah. And Bowden's had some decent football runs here and there, but last year they're good. Yeah, and I mean, but yeah, it's three and a half. But those three have always been pretty much the the kind of three headed monster on the top that hate each other the most because, you know, like I said, they're just always at the top of the food chain. Well, let us know if Manual and Eastern is in fact a rivalry. Let us know. But best of luck to to Young Patrick. And the uh, the manual team. I'm rooting for the Ryan fam. No disrespect. I'm in for manual, yeah. No disrespect to any Eastern listeners. We we love the Eagles too, but uh, we've got we got we got their big X family. Eastern sucks. Yeah, I like Eastern. That's fine. Yeah, I know some people went to Eastern, but that's about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, is there a story there? You just don't like them? No, I like them. No, they're cool. I mean, that's t- <laughs> I don't think I have any like I don't think I have any bad feelings towards Eastern. I mean. Uh, they won state one state title in basketball. They did. They've had some good teams. Of course, the team couldn't read and write, but it's not really. Trevor. <laughs> Best of luck to all the uh, the young men participating in tonight's seventh region semifinals out there at U of L, uh, because there's no, unfortunately, Cardinal baseball to be played uh, anymore at Jim Patterson this year, which which sucks. We'll have more. I think I, I want to extend that conversation a little bit today. Uh, we also have some extended men's basketball conversation as a result of uh, yesterday's signing of or his commitment from Tyler Johnson. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this ESPN list of the quarterbacks, 75 best quarterbacks uh, of the 2000s in college football. It's funny. Last night around like midnight, I thought about that. I was like, we didn't bring that. Something I saw on Facebook, I was scrolling and saw like a, I think it was like the top players, pay, each position paid in their university in Louisville's got two of them. 
Yeah, so that was, um, that was last week. And okay, I saw that, and then that, as soon as I saw that, I was like, we did a quarterback list, and we forgot to go over on the show. Like, it just yeah. clicked in my head. We I was time. Like, People were, yeah, were right. fired up about the basketball conversation, as they usually are, and there was a little bit of baseball talk as well, and we had weekend recaps. So today we'll get there. Um, I, but, but first and foremost, I know you watched the new White Man Can't Jump last night. I, I did. guarantee you hated it. There, there, I think everyone just wants to know how much you hated it. Now, first, that's... <laughs> Is not true? It's not good to make assumptions, by the way. Okay. You know what happens when you make an assumption? I'm usually correct when it's about you. You, 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 you make an ass out of you and umption, okay? <laughs> That's what happens when you make assumptions. <laughs> you ever heard that? I mean, I've heard the standard one. Okay. I like that version. Um, I mean, do you want me to get into this now? or Get into we, it now. We, okay, I mean. Trevor's uh, Tuesday Movies with Trevor. Trevor so Tuesday so last night, I, 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 br- I broke down and watched White Man Can't Jump. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I think the only thing it has in common with the original is the name of the movie. Uh, they they took... Well, the I, basic plot. No, no, there wasn't. The, the only thing this, this and the original have in common is the name and the two characters, one's white and one's black. That's it. Everything there's nothing else this movie has to share with the they original. They meet, they play pick up basketball, this, they hustle. They, this they was clearly win at the end. It's uh, very similar. Which I didn't realize the guy that that, that that blackish wrote this, and boy, he's falling off since season two of Blackish. He hasn't done really much since. Um, even though the movie he did with the uh, You People movie was okay, I thought that was decent. He wrote that with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Uh, it was okay, but this was. Um, this was his taking White Man Can't Jump title, hoping to get nostalgic grab of cash, and in trying to turn it into a Hoop Dreams movie, instead it turned out coming out like Eddie. Like this, that's what this movie, this, they... So I'm correct. You, you, you oh, it was it. awful. Yeah. I mean, the funniest part, the two funniest parts of the movie, the best line was Blake Griffin, actually, and that was at the end of the film. I didn't think that was funny at all. Well, that was the only decent line. The only other thing that made me laugh was during the credits when it said, based on the 1992 characters were on Shelton. I was like, really? Like, I laughed it loud at that, because that was about as real as How do you it. not see that it's like, I mean, of all the things to criticize, the basic plot is exactly the same. No, it's not. How so? They don't even barely hustle. I mean, and first they of all, do hustle, who, who, by the way, first of all, who, who, who hustles and doesn't show money? Second of all, who hustles and goes to the hustle with their partner at a YMCA? I mean, that's just ridiculous. So that's, so that's so this was the so oh, to you. That's a different plot to say they, they show they, up to hustle guys in basketball, but because one's outside and one's inside, it's completely different. They attempted at best to steal like some like pieces of the original and put in there, like the um, the scene where she cuts on top of him while he's driving. Like they they just had to force that in there to like for nostalgia. They have them walking down the same place. They play at the same court. They they show them walking into one of the courts, which I guess is just another way. They have one of the side characters. I don't know what the two goofballs are. His two friends that Vince Staples is one of them. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I, at first, honestly, I thought they were only there to have Doritos being uh, product placed because the entire first four scenes he's in, he's eating Doritos. So I thought, okay, they're they're just Arlo here. Does do Doritos? They're just figuring. I figured, yeah. But then halfway through the movie, the Doritos bag disappeared. So I guess they didn't spend that much. Uh, and then they tried to like be the comic relief, but it kind of came out like a like a broke version of the old they guys in the funny. balcony. No. Yeah, they were they were not good. They were not good, and it just it was it didn't need to be there. Um, yeah, this movie was bad. Jack, I, I, listen, I'm gonna try to be nice. I am, but like. I don't know if he's like. Does someone needs to tell him like he needs to change his emotions? Like he was angry, he was sad, he was happy, and every time I couldn't tell the difference in the way he talked and acted. Really, like, he was just he was the same. Mon- he's kind of the way rats too. He's like the same monotone, like 
pace to everything he did. Because um, a lot, of, most of the reviews are saying like he was kind of the only good thing. About it. <sighs> I mean, I will say this: I was not also a fan of the uh, the black dude who was in it. I thought he was good. Who, by the way, I'm surprised you didn't notice this. I looked when I looked up his resume after the movie. The only thing I knew him from, or I didn't know him from, but I recognized him being in. He was in Friday Night Lights, this TV show. Well, who was he? Something Jeremiah Hall. He did. He only did six episodes and didn't say when. But he was apparently in six episodes of that. Hmm. I, I'm assuming he was. If it's only six, I, maybe it was a character that they were playing against or something in that little span. I don't know, but um, he wasn't. Yeah, he was kind of. He wasn't that great. He was okay. Um, but I mean, it's the whole thing. No, it, it, it wasn't. The first white man jump, white can't man jump, had like kind of an edge to it. It was. It was kind of gritty. It was. It was somewhat realistic. This had no realism to it. It was like they wanted to be hoop dreams. But they failed miserably. You keep saying that. What do you mean? They the, wanted the to whole the, the dude. And here's a spoiler. And I'm not spoiling it for you because if you sit through this movie, that's you hurt yourself enough. He ends up with the freaking Lakers. I mean, how corny is that? He was the number one player in America coming out of high school. It's not that far fetched. What What do you mean? They wanted to be hoop dreams, though. They were trying to be hoop dreams. Him like this. Failed guys trying to get back on their Haven't tracks. Have you never get, seen Hoop Dreams? I've seen Hoop Dreams. I thought you said you never watched it because it's three hours. You don't no, no, I watched it. it when it first came out. This, this is nothing like Hoop Dreams. I watched it when it first came out. No, it's just they're trying to be like this dramatic thing, and it's the jokes weren't great. I, the, the one of the thing, another one, one part I actually did laugh at was when they were at the birthday party, and Harlow's walking up with his girl, and the, and, um, the Allen dude turns on and he's like, she's black? It's like, her name's Tatiana. What did what'd you expect? Like she's like eighty percent. Is eighty percent chance she was black or twenty percent chance she was a Russian bride? Like that was the only options you had. Like I just the movie was. I mean, then he tried to tell the Hennessy thing, which felt forced. The Hennessy thing I didn't like. Yeah, that that felt just like forced as a joke. And then the best part of the movie was the fact they used two Sublime songs in it, and in the scene where Jack Harlow buys the uh, ballerina, which was only crammed in there so they could go back to the nostalgia scene of her climbing on him. Didn't really need to be in there. Um, he's wearing a Sublime shirt that's pretty cool. That's Other than that, this movie kind of sucked. It was not good. I mean, it was... I, like, mean, I knew you were going to hate it. We, I it's, mean, you, why wouldn't I? Have you, I mean, I don't know where your expectations were, but it was kind of like last year's little basketball season for me. Like, I went into it with the expectations of like a 13-win season, and I got a 4-win season. My, I mean, mine were low. I mean, it, I thought it was a fine way to spend two hours. Like, I, I thought it was. I mean, I didn't think there was anything bad about it. I think the storyline was fine. I no. thought it had its moments. Um, the, the the writing was lazy. The story, the acting was not great. The storyline was awful. The characters were just bland. It was not good. Not good at all. There it is, Trevor Kelsey. Not shot. I mean, if you want to watch it, fine. But I would ninety five, and he didn't like it. I mean, if you want to watch, go watch it. Be my guest. But I would recommend just. Guzzling some Drano instead or something. I feel like, I mean, what I've heard from everybody who watched it, our babysitter watched it, and they all kind of said the same thing. They're like, it was, you know, it, it, I liked it. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Cleesey's rubbing up against me. She thinks I'm mad now. <laughs> but it wasn't great. That, you know, it was, I, it, that's which is kind of my takeaway. Okay, listen, if, you, if you're like under 25 and you've never seen the original, maybe you might like it more. But it was... I mean, it, it made it made the they, bad they it made the bad news bears remake look I better. Say under twenty five because they don't make movies for the youth anymore. They're targeting people our age. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Okay. It was yeah. Here's it, the Trevor review. 
It was, I wouldn't, is there a better way to spend two hours? Yeah, just call me. I'll find you a better movie, I promise you. Some obscure movie from 1987. It will be more entertaining. That five people have seen. And, well, that's not five people that have a better two hours spent than watch. There was three times I had to click on like click on it to say like how much time I had left because I was oh, just no. getting drained. That's never a good sign. One of them was 90 minutes left. I was like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> I mean, it was... <laughs> Well, there's the... I mean, they played five on five. A quarter, half a million dollars. I mean, just come on. I love that you... My, the only thing that I, I will take it's issue so with... It's so bad. It's fine not to like it. The fact that you don't think that the plots are similar when they, it's the, the arc is the exact same is my favorite critique. I don't, I don't, how? Tell, okay, so in the original, they're just a... You know, they're street ballers. One played small-time college ball in Louisiana... And the other just you're is, looking at minute details that are different. Like these the, are guys the, from the general arc is black basketball player meets white basketball player in unusual circumstances is surprised that white basketball player is good decides to team up with him in a way to make money. They make money. They play basketball. They beat teams. There's a conflict between the two. They get over the conflict. They win big at the end. This is as lame as your. Uh, so what movie would you say was too predictable? Oh God, uh, this, this terrible Clint Eastwood. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that's as bad as your your prediction of your your breakdown of that one. That's not. A, it's not. How a, you calling it too predictable because you knew they would end up together? But that's none of that. That wasn't what I said. I said every part of that movie was way too predictable, which I stand by. Uh, and this one was. It was also like my mom saying, "No, it, it was absolutely." <laughs> but like, it's the exact same plot as the first movie. Is my point. <sighs> the basic plot structure is exactly the same. And you're no, no, it's not. First of all, the the in in the original one, like the, the the characters were trying to bring them up, self up from poverty. And this one, she's trying to open a beauty shop. They're both living in poverty. And he's, he's, he's not living in money. poverty. He's living in like he's living. He's, they're making money. He's driving a Porsche. He's driving his dad's Porsche. He's a Porsche. But they're living in like <laughs> he can't pay bills. He gets kicked out of the gym because he can't pay rent. They're both trying to make money because they're poor. It's a Porsche. It's the exact same movie, Trev. And the first one, they're running the the, the Rosie uh, Perez character, Gloria, and uh, and Billy Billy Hole Billy Boy. They're running from something and, and having to go bouncing, living on like scrap to scrap, betting sixty bucks so on games. He can't pay his gym membership. <laughs> That's the whole thing. He's Complain. addicted to pain. Pills. And what was with the white dude with the, the he like competes against that we never even know about? Dude from Duke. Is that what is that what he's from Duke? Yeah. Okay. You have to watch and going to get backstory. I was probably zoned out from. Like, but again, like it's fine not to like the movie. It's fine, but like the whole criticism of it being different is. It's very the only two things it shares in common is the. But it's not. I just told you that I, it's the exact same movie. You can say that you want. I can tell you the sky is green, but it isn't. But what part of that is not true that I just said? Neither of the characters were in the first one. The 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 the. Uh, I mean, how are they the same? They're not. Trevor, what I just said. What part of what I said isn't true though? The part where you say it's the same movie? But, but I laid out why it's the same. What part of what I said, laying out why it's the same, is not true? I disagree. No, what, what you have to say. But you say, can, say, give me, give me an example. Okay, again. white basketball player down on his luck meets black basketball player down on his luck. They become friends. Okay, white guy is kind of off the wall. Black guy's more straightforward, straight laced. So you're basically saying it's they just took a uh, a buddy comedy and just but use the same name, white making jump, but nothing. I mean, the characters start, are nowhere. But, but, I but keep neither, neither the characters are anywhere near the same. And the, and the rest of the movie, they just threw in like sprinkles of moments that happened in the first one, like the guy in the crowd going, "We're going to sizzle randomly," just to just to give a nostalgic kick to those Sir, who. I'm maybe, not arguing any of that. I'm arguing okay. your main point that the plots aren't the same, and I'm telling you they're exactly the same. Well, if you go to that base form, then yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Then I can say there's like 75 movies made last yesterday that are the same as that. 
What if if you're going to break it down to that basis, then yeah, that's there's. It's not that. It's not like I'm breaking down to like there's a conflict. Like they play basketball together. The, the other movie he wrote, the UP movies, that's the same thing as well. What? The other movie he wrote, that's the exact same plot line. White guy meets black dude. They don't get along. They get become friends. No, but they, they play two on two basketball. They, they go, do in that movie too. They play in a tournament. <laughs> they win to make money. Uh, uh, they what, hustle uh, people uh, to re, make re, money. Rewind, rewind. They do what? They play in a tournament. What did you money. say before that? They play basketball. They didn't play two on two though. They play two on two. They hustled two on two. They play five on five. I mean, the, and on top of it, to be even goofier, they play five on five with a guy who wears a ba- baseball uh, biking helmet. Got to be corny and go over the top with that stuff. But they also played two on two. Just in the made beginning. it awful. The very first scene when they hustle for the first time. It's no, they, they, they do shit. Game. They don't do two on two. They, they play two on two with the dude who's hustling back. Remember, he gets into a fight with the big guy who's got the garbage bag. They play him two on two. He That's the have second money. time. Okay, well, sorry. And because in the original, he remember he fill in the original Billy fills in, and he throws some few passes. They win the game, and Wesley's like. Oh well, that's great. You can pass, but can you shoot? And he's like, well, "Let's see if you you got the have, money." They do the same. They thing do, they do the shit. This one though, this one he just was he just does shoots with him. They don't really have any interaction right. beforehand. He well, they call him out because he doesn't get the ball. Like it's the, yeah. it's the same. Like it, it's the, they play in a tournament. There's a big tournament Ooh. with a huge cash prize at the end. They resolve the conflict between the two. They play in the tournament. They win. I don't remember them losing in the tournament in the original though. They 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 the, the conflict is they get remember Sydney screws him out like he hustles back. You are stretching to put these two together. Trevor, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're completely different. You have to keep altering it to get it to connect. That's not working. You're putting. You're trying to put a square peg into a round hole, and it what isn't working. What are you talking about? I'm talking about how wrong you are. Texas says, please ask Trevor to define the words plot versus details. I mean, yeah, like the, the specific details are going to be different. The general plot is the same. Nothing alike. Trevor they remakes the are name not shot the- by shot, word for word, carbon copies of the original. I don't think he knows that. No, it's not. I mean, they just they they took the name, they took this the the premise of a white guy and a black guy playing basketball together and becoming friends. I mean, that's fine. Texas says, Trevor, did you want the characters to be exactly the same? I feel like it'd be worse if it would basically it, the just worst thing they did. The, the worst thing they did was they actually tried to use the white man can't jump name to get in the south. If they had just called it like something different and and made it um, that movie, it, been, it probably would have been better. Because it was not. I mean, that was, yeah, that was that made that made the that made the Bad News Bears remake look bit good. Texas says Trevor is so effing wrong. Texas okay. says TK just named four of the 75, 1975 movies with the same plot line as White Man Can't Jump. Name one more. I mean, I told you the same. It, 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 by your definition, the the other movie you wrote last year, you people's the same movie. Were they playing basketball? They do. Do they have a big tournament? They don't have a tournament. There you go. Oh, it has to have all oh, good tournaments in there. Okay. Yeah, it's the, that's the big part of White Man Can't They have a conflict. Well, every movie has a conflict. Texas Mike, just let Trevor cook. You know he's never wrong. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor is fun. Okay, this is mean. I'm not going to read that. Oh, I'll take I'll take mean. No, that's that's not. I think this is... No, no. Texas, Trevor's movies reviews aren't always terrible. Top Gun Maverick is one of the most overrated movies I've ever watched. Oh, Maverick. This made Maverick look like the actual, uh, maybe an Oscar, actual Oscar winner. <laughs> Texas, it's amazing how mad this movie made Trevor. It's so bad. Texas says, What makes me mad about it is that somebody spent millions of dollars to make that crap. You know how much better you could have used that money for? Texas says, White Man Can't Jump. The fact that it's different from the original is what makes it good to me. There's actually a level of realism. Also, Jack plus the main other guy were great and their partners, but not the friends. They were bad. Also, besides the above text, Jack Harlow fits the character better than Woody Harrelson. Sorry, not sorry. If you think that one's realistic, then you are living on Fantasy Island. 
The first one had realism. This one was nowhere near it. Texas, I didn't love White Men Can't Jump, but it's not as bad as Trev says it is. It's bad. That's how I agree. Texas, I got to ask. It's like drinking any freeze. Shallow How is better than White Men Can't Jump. The, the remake? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Ten times better. Texas says, uh, let's pivot to relevant sports talk. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, opposed to irrelevant movies. Texas says, Trevor's so effing wrong. Texas says, Any <laughs> people free, never watched either movie? It's a free movie on Hulu. We all understand that we're not signing what we're signing up for here. But can we get back to important things like what flavor of Hot Pocket was worth shooting another person? Hulu owes me my twelve ninety nine this month back for this movie. Texas says, Mike, just stop. This man thinks that a polo shirt is a t-shirt. It is. <laughs> Says, it's a shirt. How much are we going to bet that if if they had named the movie something else, he would have called it a white man can't jump ripoff? Oh, 100%. I would have rather been that than, than what they did, though. Now, Kenya Bears, I see why he got fired from Blackish. Texas says Khaleesi has to be looking at y'all arguing about this movie for 20 minutes with grave concerns. She's knocked out. Texas says, I think you need to lower. She's snoring. I'm surprised. Texas, I think you need to lower your movie expectations, Trev, just a little. I mean, yeah, we told. I told you it wasn't great. I told you to go in with lowered expectations. I did. You still just are upset about it. I went in with as low as expectations I could have. What's your favorite remake? Oh, because you hate remakes. It's all westerns. Which one? Um, uh, what's the? Um, uh, good lord, I'm brain farting now. With Matt Damon and the guy, Body by Jake Daughter. Uh, um. Megan Fox? Oh, the one the Cl- the Clint Eastwood remake. The one he won where he won best for uh movie for uh Three Ten to Yuma was a good remake. Um Oh God, how am I I'm brain farting here and you help me out. Good Bad the Ugly? No, that that was that was, I don't think that was Clint Eastwood, by the way. Unforgiven was not a remake, right? No, no. Unforgiven's great. No, it was the um True Grit. True Grit. True Grit's a reboot. I like True Grit. I saw that in theater. True, I actually saw it at Baxter Avenue Theater. True Grit's a remake. When you like Stars Born. Stars Born was which that's actually like a third version right. remake. Uh, now it's it's closer to the the the, the, the second two because the first one they're they're movie actors, in the very original one, they're actually movie stars that uh, in the in the plot line as opposed to uh, musicians, which was that what they became when the Judy Garland character did it in the fifties. Um, I did like that. Yeah, that that one I did like. Um, no sports remakes, though. I'm trying to think of. I didn't like the new Bad News Bears. I I've, said, I've, like. said, I've said. I've said with Bad News Bears. If you've never seen, if you, again, I'll say that with like I said with this one. If you're, if you're a young enough age and you've never seen the original and you watch the the Bad News Bear remake, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't look down on you for saying you thought it was okay. You, but if you've seen the original and then you watch it, then there's no way you think it's any good because it's not. I never saw the original Longest Yard. I saw the new one. That's the same same. Same policy I have. If you've never seen the original and you've only seen the Adam Sandler, because that's what kind of this was. It took the original one, which was kind of more serious and kind of, kind of rough and funny, and they made it just like into this corny, like campy movie. And that's what this did. The white man can't jump the original. They made it like campy and corny and just, it's not realistic, and it's it ruins it. I can't think of another. I'm trying to think of any other sports remake that I've seen, and I can't think of any. Surely there have been some. That's been any good? E- either one. I don't, uh, no, I can't think of any. Texas, fun fact, True Grit uh, being a remake of a John Wayne film, it's the only film that he ever won an Oscar Yes, he for. did. That's true. Um, Which is kind of amazing when Oscar, because let's be honest, uh, John Wayne's not exactly, I think Clint Eastwood, I apologize, but yeah, John Wayne's not uh, yeah, not the best, was ever the best actor. 
Texture says, uh, I watched The New White Man Can't Jump High, like Trevor, and I enjoyed it. Good for a sports movie with enough heart to make up for oh, the lacking. Oh, right out my mind, and I still couldn't get through it hardly. <laughs> Texture says, here you go. I agree with Trevor's take. Good. Someone actually watched the movie. Texas Trevor, when I go to watch a Fast and Furious movie, I know it's going to be terrible, and after that, I'm able to enjoy the movie because I've lowered my expectations to expect a not good movie. Same with this. I didn't think it would be good, and therefore, I was able to enjoy it more. That's, I mean, that's how I went into. Texas says, Trevor's opinion of the Longest Yard Ooh. remake. It's kind of, it's not as bad. It's, it's in a, you know, like I said, it's kind of in the same realm as this one where they took a, kind of a more serious movie and made it really like, gimmicky and corny and campy and that's not a fan of that this is what's trevor's opinion of the parent trap remake have you seen the the, the new parent trap my sister watched this movie approximately parent, one thousand times new. that movie up. came out like 20 years ago that's what i'm saying like my sister watched that movie a million times growing up you the Lindsay Lohan version. the one with Lindsay Lohan. yeah um and i made fun of how she always just did this this is where the youtube cameras come in play she made this face like seventy thousand times in the movie it was not my, not my cup. <laughs> Too bad we don't have the cameras. We want YouTube cameras came with the damn computers to work. Just smirked. Just <laughs> shrugged your shoulders and made like a slight smirk face. Uh, honestly, I don't even remember actually watching the remake of Parent Trap. Texas says The Magnificent Seven was a good remake. Again, that's another. The Westerns is like the only one. I don't know. Maybe it's just because Westerns were limited when they were made back in the 40s and 50s. And you can be a little more, you know, kind of free with the, the, the graphics and everything and what you can do with now. But. That's the only thing. Like, I do like the Western remakes. Like I said, 310 to you, my liked, regret we mentioned. Uh, I've never seen The Magnificent Seven, but I'd watch it. Texas, Trevor, good job on playing Skid Row yesterday. You should do Hair Metal Tuesdays. Oh, today is sublime. Because that was the only good part in the entire movie last <laughs> night. That was They used two sublime. progressively matter. They it. used two sublime songs, and the shirt he wore, which I kind of wouldn't mind having that shirt, were the, only, the, the best parts of the entire film. I didn't play Griffin Line wasn't that bad. Like, come on, take this picture as a community service. That was kind of funny. I kind of I, I I did have a smile for that one. It was fine. Did you do anything last night besides watch this? Did you watch any of the Lakers game? Um, well, I mean, I after watching just in time for the collapse. After watching that game, I, I mean, watching that movie, I almost gave myself a lobotomy. But other than that, um, no, I turned I turned it on with like I turned the Lakers game off with like two minutes left, and that's all I watched of it. It was yeah. I was kind of surprised. I, I kind of enjoyed the fact to see like they tie the game off the free throws on Davis, and then. When Jokic took the lead on him, I'm like, he got hit harder than either of those Davis plays. He got to go to the free throw line, and he didn't, he didn't get a whistle for him. But and it, it made me enjoy watching LeBron get uh, just shut down by on, on the drive cleanly, and then complain about it for a foul yeah. and get nothing for it. They, I will say, out of all the, and I know this is a thing that that grates you about the NBA playoffs and the NBA in general. This was the whiniest game on both sides. Like when the Nuggets were not getting a good whistle early on, and everybody's doing the whole like fixes in. They want the Lakers to at least make it a series. Like they were, it's three nothing people. They, There's no series. Well, they were like they want to keep it. They want to keep LeBron in the playoffs as long as possible. Like whatever. Like they were complaining about every single call. Like every time. Like some of them they were right, some of them they weren't. But I'm like, it, it defeats the purpose when you're just complaining every single time. And then LeBron is certainly a a known complainer, and and he was complaining at the end. It was just I was annoyed by. The, I mean, the look, listen, I if you want to pull the the, the NBA's fixing, because look, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. I, there's times I'm I question the ethics of the NBA too, and, and and what they do in terms of how they want their 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 ratings to go. They they want big markets. They haven't been shy to do it in the past, but like if they're going to do it, they're not going to do it down three zero. Like that—that's something. If, if the series was like two to one or three, three you know, three two, 
then maybe, okay, you, you have a foot to ground. But they're not going to, like, suddenly be like, oh, it's 3 nothing. No one's ever come back from 3 nothing. We've pointed that out numerous times. Now we're going to make the fix and let the Lakers come back. Not going to happen. Well, I think the thinking is they're not that bad. They just want to extend the series. They just want well, they two, yeah. two more games of LeBron is two more huge viewerships. Like you know, get the you know the series back to a different location. Like I think that's the was the general thought, but clearly it was wrong because no, they yeah. still ended up coming back. Like I said the NBA is not. This isn't their first rodeo when it comes to wanting things to go their way. If they were going to do that, they'd have done it in Game Two and Three. I made this prediction. I mean, it's not even a prediction. It's just it's a fact. I said it on Twitter last night. The amount of times you're going to see that video that makes its rounds every now and then of Nikola Jokic getting drafted during a Taco Bell commercial is off the charts. Oh, what did he? I didn't. Even oh, yeah, it's been. A well, thing. he was a second round pick, so yeah. Right. They they announced the pick like as a chalupa is like they're like pulling apart a cheesy gordita crunch and it's like do 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 and it's like the whoever select Nikola Jokic like that. I, I I said that last night and. I kid you not, I wake up this morning, I click on that new little, like, for you section on Twitter, which is, like, half of tweets from people I don't even follow, and I think seven of them are, like, never forget the greatest draft moment of all time, Jokic being drafted during a cheesy court. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, (laughs) I I get it. It's great for, it's a clicks bonanza every time you throw it out there, but I'm already getting kind of. Kind of I've never, I haven't even seen it. <laughs> I didn't even know. You that. will. <laughs> Next two weeks, you're, you're 100% going to see it at some point. But uh, props to them. Now we'll see if we can get two sweeps uh, tonight uh, as the Celtics head to Miami for game four. Here's a trooper question. Who did who did Denver actually take in the first round of that draft? Oh, God. They no. actually traded him, though. No idea. Zero Doug idea. McDermott. Dougie McBuckets. He would be traded to the uh, the Bulls, though, on draft night. I forget who. They end up getting, like, three other picks. I think... Uh, Card from Michigan State was one of the guys they got. I forget his name now off the top of my head. McDermott's not still in the league, is he? Uh, Gary Harris. That was the guy they pretty Gary much. Gary Harris. They actually traded him for Gary Harris and uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Rick Pitino wanted Gary Harris bad back in Did the day. Did he? He wanted Gary Harris. Gary Harris was, he had a he pulled around the NBA for years. And Nurkic was Nurkic was one of the guys. The guy they kind of they had him and obviously uh, Jokic in the same draft, which is impressive. And but they moved him to Portland because to give Jokic the time, and he just never can stay healthy. McDermott averaged double figures for the Spurs this year. Look at that; he is still in the league. McDermott still—that's like I'm more shocked he's in the league. I'm not too. that he averaged double digits. This is a this is one of those <laughs> things. Like I, as a low tier, like I, I'm a C plus NBA fan. He I, makes thirteen point seven million dollars this year too. I, I watch as much as I can during the season, which is not a whole lot when I'm focused on college basketball and Louisville and stuff. So like I get a refresher course, I feel like, in the NBA playoffs every year when I start watching as to like, oh my God, that guy's still in the league or like this guy's not in the league or whoever. So like if you don't make the playoffs, sorry. Like I, I don't know if you're in the NBA or not. So the Spurs not being in the playoffs, I have no idea if Doug McDermott was in the league, but he averaged 10.2 points per game this season. He was a Pacer until uh, August of last year. He was a Pacer. The Pacers signed him and then traded him to the Spurs for uh, two second-round picks. He's rocking and rolling. That's something to be proud of. Uh, well, congrats <laughs> to Doug McDermott. It's, it's like being <laughs> traded for like a, a box of tissues. Texture says, as a former manual baseball player, it would be awesome if intern Patrick and the boys can beat Eastern. The former coach went to Eastern and... He was a bleep head. Go crazy. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. There is some tension there, isn't there? I guess that's the rivalry game. Is I that, mean, that's that would cause a robbery, yeah. I could see that. Because we had the whole member we spent we talked about it on the radio mm-hmm. last year, the whole manual baseball drama, and they get the Eastern coach. So I guess maybe that's what that's in reference to. Is like that's why well, that, there's a rivalry. That makes sense. Okay. Interesting. I mean, a lot of tension's gonna be flying around tonight at Jim Patterson. <laughs> 
Dexter says, uh, Manuel versus Sanex in soccer is definitely a rival. I do remember that being a rivalry when I was in high school. Is it? Manuel was a big soccer school. Like they, it was kind of like a, a four, like Trinity X, Manuel, and Ballard were all like the, the four soccer schools that were good. And nowadays, like Collegiate's really good, I think. KCD's really good. Like it's, it's, Don't talk to me. I went to Wagner. It's changed. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> I, t- I, t- there, I, I didn't I on the scoreboard. There was, like, I never forget what the score. I don't remember. I think we were playing Trinity or saying we were playing somebody good, which could have been anybody that's better than us. And like it, once it was th- at three nothing, or there was a three goal difference, it was a running clock even during goals. And I just remember the the the, the ref or umpire, whatever they call them, in soccer, they call me. He comes up to me, he's like, "Just don't even stop the clock." I'm like, "But that's what's stopping. Only, only stop, I'm supposed to stop it after goals, except till it's there's you know, He's like, "Don't stop it." He's like, "Just just let it go." I mean, it didn't really matter because it was like three nothing within minutes. Wagner never once made it across midfield. I've heard enough of your press blocks exploits. Oh, yeah, that was another one, yeah. I I got lucky up there. I can't not think about your story. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Wagner may not have scored that game, but I did. Jesus. (laughs) That's what she said. Texture says, (laughs) South End, oh, this is a KRC text. Good. Is the computer problem the reason why, the last two days when I've taken Virginia dropped her off at school, like the KRC, the the replay hasn't been on from nine to eleven. I don't. That's know. a possibility. Yeah, I didn't know if like they, because I didn't know if they had, had problems from seven to nine, or and they couldn't get on the air, or what was going on. But the last two days, it's been national because I've flipped over and been like, let's let's hear what that's Roush and Walks are talking about. Definitely a possibility. You know, you could listen to the podcast instead. I could, but I'm in the car. <laughs> I'm just looking. TJ gets mad at me because I don't listen to the podcast. And the the only reason I and it's I I, lo, I lo, enjoy listening to him and Roush and Scoots. Except when I listen to the podcast, I find myself just texting the text line with my thoughts of what they're talking about. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I've sent like 30 texts like at 1 in the morning to the, the text line for them to wake up to. The stuff that's just going to be considered irrelevant the next day. Yeah. That's, that's I, I just I have – you've done a show with me. I can't, I can't hold my tongue. I know. Texas Steph and Josh – this is the KRC text. Steph and Josh here. Glad everyone is starting to see what I've been seeing since 2018 with Cal. The, the laziness in the portal – the complacency and the outright incompetence on top of the rapidly declining on-court product are quickly turning us into Indiana basketball. <laughs> I hope Cal isn't staying another six years or this thing could be ruined beyond yeah. repair. I love how both Louisville and UK fans are like, we don't want to be Indiana. <laughs> and right now, Indiana's like, we're, we're better than both of you, we think. I, when did Indiana become like the, <laughs> the bar to set to not become? DePaul fans are like, we can't be Indiana here. <laughs> It's like somebody tell your kids to scare them straight. It's like, you don't want to be Indiana, do you? It's like, God, no. I'll learn to read. It's It's like like they they just signed in Baco. They just (laughs) were a four seed last year. I'd kill to be Indiana right now. Yeah. I mean, they've gone as far as Cal has gone the last two years, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, last two. Well, no, did Indiana. They got beat in the second round last year by Miami. Yeah. And UK got beat in the second round by K-State. They lost in the first round the year before. Kentucky lost in the first round the year before. Yeah. You already are Indiana. I mean, <laughs> there you go. With a worse seed this year. Uh, I, I, I did see there was a good story in the Indy Star that like broke down the McKenzie and Baco recruitment, like how Indiana was able to land him at the seemingly 11th hour. And basically, and you know, there's, I'm sure there's more to it than just this, but his mom and, and he talked about like how when they had their visit, the attention to detail that that uh, that Mike Woodson paid, you know, they had like a Nigerian flag for him to take pictures with, and all this stuff, and just the we the, could have gotten that. Yeah, the approachability of Woodson. I mean, and that's the thing; like you can't compare 
you can't say like, well, we should have been more attentive to detail. We didn't get him on campus. If we'd had a visit with him, maybe we would have. But apparently his visit was what really swayed him to go to IU. I'm sure that there were other factors involved. And NIL is certainly a discussion right now. But I thought it was an interesting read if anybody's uh, is interested out there. Speaking of NIL, there was a good story in uh, from On3 today. They talked to anonymous college basketball coaches about dealing with the portal, dealing with, with NIL. I thought some of the quotes in there were head-turning. Uh, I do want to read some of those. Also, we'll get into this list after the break about the top 75 quarterbacks of the 2000s from ESPN. We'll take more of text from you guys at 502-414-1450. That's all coming your way here. Hour number two of a shortened Mike Rutherford show here on 1450 and 5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-5-30-
Let's see. I think they're in St. Louis. They wanted to walk off last night in the tent. They did a good job. Three extra inning games in their last four, but they're uh, finally winning baseball games against. Got to get away from the Yankees. That's fine. Oh, just uh, unfortunately news: uh, former UK player Cotton Nash has passed away. Oh no, eighty years old. I was gonna say he had to have been. Oh yeah, yeah, he's up, up there. there. Yeah, that is sad though. Still I crazy. just saw Matt Jones just tweet that literally less than a minute ago, so that's unfortunate. Cotton Nash, RIP to you. Yeah. Um, yeah eighty. I, I, I'd be okay going to eighty. Yeah. Nice little run. Three-time yeah. All-American back in the day. Um, we spent most of the first hour complaining about why white men can't jump. Well. You complaining. I complained. Me complaining about your complaints. You complained about my complaints, and you just, like, failing miserably trying to compare the two, the, the, origin, the, one, the new to the original. and That's then exactly what happened. Me, me trying, just laughing at your comparison. And, you just and, heroically being correct about everything. Well, That's in good. this case, yeah. <laughs> Nobody agreeing with you, but yet still being extremely correct. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some text. I, I want to talk about this this quarterback list from yesterday, and then I want to get to some of the anonymous quotes from college basketball. Uh, no, I hate anonymous quotes. Come on, be man. Step up, put your name on it, right? Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> ESPN ranked the 75 best college football quarterbacks of the 2000s. Two Cardinals make the list. I don't think it takes much effort to to, to – Figure out which two those are. Yeah, it was Brian Brom and LaFleur's. Brian Brom did not make the list. LaFleur? So LaFleur's made my list. I mean, he would have made my list. But he did not make this list. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater did check in at number 74. Whoa, right at the end. Right at the end. I mean, if it makes you feel better, Matt Ryan is 75. So <laughs> not bad company down there. Timmy Chang is 73. That makes the Brian Brom fans a lot happier. I promise you that at least. It should. That at least if Matt Ryan's sneaking in, he's only at 75. Matt Ryan, 75. Timmy Chang from Hawaii, 73. Okay. Dak Prescott there at 72. That's... Brandon Whedon, who put up absurd stats, 71. And then he Geno did. Smith, who now is having a... I guess second career in the NFL after seeming like he his career had flatlined is number seventy. But I'm, I'm gonna say this, Matt Ryan seventy five already seems low to me. Me too. I mean, he was really I mean, he good. was a good player. He went to three straight. I think he went to three ACC title games. I think um, the issue was he wasn't very good until the end of his college career. Like he like his career numbers. He had thirty seven interceptions and just fifty six touchdowns. Like he had a he, he had a rough go of it. But that senior year. That last year was so special where he damn near led Boston. I mean, Boston College was number two in the country at, at one point. I don't remember him being that. Yeah, that. But, yeah, I mean, I know he was He was good. I mean, I'm just – I'm not saying he doesn't belong like – I'm not saying he should be on the top of the list, but, I mean, just, I mean, that's pretty low for, yeah, for someone who had a pretty good – I mean, I'm – his senior – yeah, you're right, senior. Yeah, you're right. His, he was junior and senior only. I thought he was more of a four-year starter, but okay. Yeah, and reminder – I stand corrected on that. It's just college. I mean, I, I think he was no, so I am. good at the end there that you kind of forget that he was I – mean, in Boston College, he didn't have a whole lot of help up there. But uh, number eight on the list is Lamar Jackson. Okay. So he made the top ten. He did. And they say uh, – It's like curiosity, who was nine and ten? Uh, number nine was Marcus Mariota from Oregon. Number ten was RG3 from Baylor. So another Heisman Trophy winner there in the top ten. I'm assuming – is there any in the top ten that didn't win the Heisman? Well, did Mariota win the Heisman? He did. Did he? Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Watson didn't win the Heisman. No, he didn't. He is number six. Okay, well let's let's work our way down from there. So Lamar's number eight. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go shot in the dark right now. So Tebow's probably one. Tebow is not one. Okay, thank God. No pun intended. Who do you think Tebow. is one? Who would you guess? I would have guessed Tebow. Who would you guess after that though? Oh, man, since 2000, right? Since 2000. Correct. Okay, that's that's where I'm trying to like my mind's like. 
I'm trying to hard. I'm having hard trouble. Not, I'm trying not to forget anybody from the early, maybe early 2000s. That I'm drawing a blank on. Do you want a hint? I would love a hint. It's not in early 2000s. It's it's recent. someone more more recent within the last decade. Uh, which would be 2014, I guess. Within the last seven eight years, maybe more. I'm not giving anything away. Maybe more recent than that, but certainly within the last seven eight. I'm just trying to narrow it down so you know that it's somebody recent. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell is not in the top ten. Did he make the list at all? No, he didn't. Okay, hope not. <laughs> I know that the pro career is not supposed to be a reflection of it, but. Uh, I have a feeling like well, he's in the seventies. It's like Dak Prescott's college career was kind of average at best. Um, I don't know. Give me, give me, give me, give me a school. Maybe I can guess it. A school, I think, would give it away. Would he give it away? So it's, I mean, it's not Alabama then. Here's a hint. It's going to make you mad. <laughs> well, I can already tell you right now, it's not going to be more mad than Tebow. So I, I, you're good, unless it's Baker Mayfield. Oh God, it's Baker Mayfield, isn't it? <laughs> Are you bleeping me? It is Baker Mayfield. Oh, you are bleep. No. This list says Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback. No. Yes. Yeah. Number no. One. Number one. I told you it's going to make you mad. No. This is why I don't yell. Look at, she's getting, look at her. She's shaking now. You sound like Michael Scott when Toby came back. That's exactly, that was that, that, the exact same sound bite. No, that's, no. Baker Mayfield is one. He didn't even deserve the Heisman. Cam Newton is two. He had one. Oh, he played one season. Still, the greatest single season that you could say maybe in college football history. No, he's pretty damn good. That's Vince Young is three. Vince Young, I don't mind because he, he, he Vince Young was also won the Rose Bowl the year before uh, he, uh, against Michigan in that great game before he actually won the Rose Bowl versus uh, USC. And carried that team. Vince Young belongs at number one a billion times. Baker Merrifield being number one is like saying the white man can't jump remakes good. So he is the highest ranked non-Heisman Trophy winner on the list would be Vince Young. Uh, oh, that's right. He didn't win the Heisman, did he? Uh, Tebow is four. Okay. I mean, hey, she's, she's upset because I'm yelling right He's now. He's out with me now. Um, I mean, Tebow. So, so Mayfield number one. I mean, what kind of drugs is that? Dude I don't on. like I don't like Mayfield being Mayfield belongs maybe in the thirties. Uh Burrow is five. At best. Joe Burrow's five. Deshaun Watson is six. Kyler Murray is seven. Lamar Jackson eight. And as mentioned, Marcus Mariota and RG three round out the top ten. So this list claims the their pro their, what their what they do post college is no significant yet it's written all over their top ten. The fact that Kyle Murray's in the top ten because he's what, number one pick? Um, I mean, you're not tell, you're telling me I'm going to my college. I can there, there are a dozen people that should be ahead of Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield for that matter. I mean, it, 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 again, we're talking one season now. Maybe I'll give you Cam Newton because he at least won the national title in his one year. Yeah. Okay. I, that if you want to you want to argue with that, that's fine. I'll take that as as, as part of the debate. But I mean. There are guys that put up mag- much better, have much better careers, like over one year, past one year. I mean, then they're going to do that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, I'm not speaking of, of careers and versus like whatever. If you're going, if you're not saying like you need to be a three or four year starter to be on this list, if it can be just one or two spectacular seasons, and I don't like this this person that much, but I'm shocked that Jameis Winston is 16. Like he had two incredible seasons. You won a Heisman won the national title, and then took Florida State back to the playoff in the first year of the playoff. Um, 65 touchdowns, 
66% uh, completion rate, almost 8,000 passing yards. Like, I would – he's one that I look at and I'm like, he should probably be a little bit higher, even though I'm not the biggest fan in the world by any stretch. I mean, Bert, Bailey Zappi set, like, six records in his in one year at Western Kentucky. Okay, I mean, that's – I'm just saying, I mean, we're going to go by – biggest complaint. There's no Bailey Zappi on the list. But I'm just saying, but if we're just going to go by what they, if we're just going by, by like statistics and, and, and things like that, then I'm not saying he's number 10, number one. I mean, God forbid he probably has as much argument as Baker Mayfield does, but I mean, but he's, I mean, you got to take in consideration, right? Well, so are you, I'm not sure what your argument Are you upset that they're, what do you think that they're doing? Are you, would you rather have I think they're, they're, more people with single seasons or less people with single seasons? I mean, I think I think if if, if you I mean if you win that again, I get the Cam Newton thing. You win a national title and you're one year as a starter, then you can come at me. But how many people did that? I mean, he's I think he's probably the only one on that list, right? That won a national title in their in, one in year. only year as a starter, yeah. Because Vince, Vince Young was a multi-year starter. Vince Young should be on their top three. That's I'll give you that. I mean, there's gonna be somebody like he's three. I mean, what about people who want? I mean, where's Michael Vick at? Uh, well, Vick's his last year was ninety nine. Oh, it was ninety nine? Well, I thought he played two thousand. The two it was the two thousand championship. It was, the game was played in two thousand, but it was the ninety nine season. So he technically is not a two thousands quarterback. I thought he came back for one more year after that, not that game, because he, he left as a redshirt sophomore. But I thought he was a fresh. I, I mean, okay, maybe I got my ears mixed up a little bit. Then I'll just slide on that one. I mean, where's? Guys who also won national titles, though, that maybe had good seasons, like a, um, I'm a I don't know, I don't, uh, Josh Heupel. I mean, he was maybe poor 2000, I don't think, off the top of my head. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Just, yeah, that's Baker Mayfield. I mean, come on. Baker shouldn't be one. Where, I mean, where's Johnny Football at? 13. He's just, he has a, he's just accomplished as much as Mayfield did. Yeah, why don't you put Cliff Kingsbury on there? You're already sucking his butt enough as is on this list. Suck his butt. <laughs> it's not on the list. Who made that him? The Cliff that, King, he's got nothing better to do right now. Bill Connolly and the rest of the ESPN college football staff. Well, you're playing fast and loose with Connell football staff. They've got. Aaron, where do you think Aaron Rodgers was? Uh, probably not that high. He wasn't that. I mean, he was okay at California. Fifty nine. I mean, what about yeah? Where's Alex, where's Alex Smith at? He was a two year starter at Utah and beat Alabama in his bowl game and had a pretty good career. He is forty. Okay. Yet some reason his even though his accomplishments are more than Baker Mayfield, he's forty and Baker Mayfield's one. The only thing Baker Mayfield can hold on over him is that he won the Heisman, which he didn't deserve. Everyone knows, including his own family, he didn't deserve. Well, and his stats are better. And the stats aren't are the stats really that great. They're better than way better than Alex Smith. Were they? Yeah. Did, who did Baker? Did Baker really do anything as a team in his senior year? What did what bowl did they go to? Did they, did they even? The one I mean, yeah, he threw 131 touchdowns. Jeez. Over what? It's three years. Yeah, four, I guess four years. Well, I mean, if you count, I mean, Zappy did that in one year. <laughs> <laughs> did they play in the national title game and lose? Is that? <laughs> I don't remember. I know they didn't win. I know they didn't win a national title. No, hasn't won I always just remember him playing the uh, the game against um, Ohio State and slamming the the flag and all that stuff. And they they went twelve and two. They lost to Georgia. They got beat by Georgia in the Rose Bowl. His senior. So that year. was the playoff. Would that have been a well? Did they play out? Yeah. something? Okay. So like I said, maybe that was that bit. great game where they with the, the huge crazy back and forth. Um, yeah, that was. I think that was that game. Regardless, I mean, he, yeah, they, they had a good season, but yeah, before they beat Auburn in the Sugar Bowl, that was with Stoops. 
Lost to, lost to Clemson in the Orange Bowl, and then I don't know what he did. Uh, as far as Lamar's ranking, fair? Yeah, I'm content with him being near the end of the top ten. I'm fine with number eight. I think that that's probably and right there around with right. with with, uh, with with RG three. I mean, they both had the two good years, really. I mean, I, I think. I mean, Lamar could have had three if he maybe got more playing time as freshman, but he legitimately only had two really good years. I mean, it is strange that you've got him. I mean, he won the Heisman in dominant fashion in 2016. His stats were even better in 2017, and he's still he's behind three guys that were playing college football at the same time. Like Kyler Murray was playing during those years. He's ahead of Lamar. They've got Deshaun Watson, who went head-to-head with Lamar during those years. They got him at six. And then, obviously, Baker Mayfield won the 2017 Heisman. They've got him at one. So they're essentially saying he was like the the fourth-best quarterback of that four-year period, which is, I don't know. I just think they just their their memory is more short-term than, my, than mine, it seems like. They can't remember like more than eight <laughs> years back. I mean, really, who's the oldest quarterback in the top ten? I mean, they've got Vince Young at, at three, who played in 03 to 05. They've got Cam Newton, who's played in who's the previous the, decade, 07 to 10. Was, yeah, but 2010 was the one year. And 06 to 09. So, so three of the top four were from the prior decade. All SEC guys, by the way. When, well, not Vince Young. No, that's Vince Young, you're right. He's, well, I guess now, they, now, they, now he is. Now he's technically, yeah. <laughs> Go SEC. I mean, <laughs> speaking of, I made the joke when you know, we haven't mentioned it, but Carmelo Anthony announced his retirement last night. And I made just like the crappy throwaway joke of like ACC legend Carmelo Anthony. And all these people were like, he didn't play in the ACC. I'm like, I, I, I know. I, I, I'm aware of where's, where's Derek Carr at? Syracuse was at that time. Um, I asked because he threw 50 touchdowns his senior year, 37 his junior, and 30 his, his sophomore year. I'm going to guess he's not on the list because his team sucked. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't oh, know. No, he's on the list. 52. Hey. He's right behind Dan LaFever from Central Michigan and right ahead of Brad Banks from Iowa. If you if you can't look me in the eye and anybody made that list and not say that they weren't skewed by what they did in terms of where they got drafted and even what they did post their college career. Well, Vince Young sucked in the pros. But but not right away also. He was the third pick. four. He was third pick in the draft. But Tebow was a little different. That's why I always thought Tebow would be number one unfairly. But, but Young was third pick in the draft and actually was – I think he made the Pro Bowls for a rookie year. Yeah, but he was—he's viewed as like a bust. He is now, yes. and they still have him as the number three. Quarterback. Initially, not initially not a bust though. And Tebow certainly. Very, I, well, Tebow's that weird. Te- Tebow's that weird one where you have the half the people still think that he didn't get a—he got a raw deal. You know, the same people think Kaepernick should have been a starter. That that think that Tebow should have been a starter, even though it's clearly he's not NFL level. Like well, Kaepernick was a starter. Yeah, but and they, Tebow, I guess, but they was both a like they both just had like one little good run in a year and then turned out to suck. That's what Tebow did too. He had that one year where they had the, and he had the touchdown pass in the playoffs, and then they got beat like fifty to three by the Patriots the next game. Yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, that was horrible. It yeah. was kind of crazy, like that <laughs> that run. I'll, I'll admit because like people were getting so mad about it. I loved watching Tebow just like suck for three and a half quarters, and then out of nowhere, like the Broncos, something miraculous would happen and they would win a game. It was incredible theater for that entire buildup, but you knew how it was going to end. You knew at some point it was going to be like you know. God was going to stop caring enough for them to get their asses handed to nice. him by the Patriots, yeah. which is exactly what wound up happening. But for a while there, it was like you're like, this is kind of unreal. But you had people still like even probably this day or like Tebow should have stayed a starter. He got a oh, run. Yeah, people still say it. Yeah, so I mean, there's that. It's I wouldn't say. I mean, to call him a bust. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I think in hindsight, yes, obviously was a bust. I think Baker Mayfield's a bust. Yeah, so far. I mean, well, because he's playing what he's with the Bucks now. He just got signed by the Bucks after being released yet yeah, twice last year. 
Baker Mayfield's a loser, too. Like, that's, that's the other thing. Like, he didn't even win the Heisman, technically. He stole it. He didn't deserve it. There needs to be a loser element factored into the formula here because he's just – he's a charge. Like, he's he is. I'm and sorry. again, and you can't give me stats because I just told you – I mean, Derek Carr threw 113 touchdowns in three seasons. Well, he threw 121. Okay, it's not much. But does that reason be 60 spots less or 50 spots less? At Oklahoma. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm – I mean, Fresno State might have had to be even better record that year. Actually, they did. They had the same record. Texas Cliff Kingsbury never coached Oklahoma. TK, you're thinking of Lincoln Riley. Uh, he was Lincoln Riley. No, but uh, Kingsbury was at Texas Tech with with Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah, at that time. Yeah, and I believe didn't he coach Colin Murray at the Oklahoma? I mean, wasn't he? I, think, I thought there was a connection to them other than him drafting him, wasn't or not? Or am I just outside of Kyler Murray being drafted by him? There yeah, wasn't. I don't okay, think there was. I thought I was thinking there was for some, or maybe I just think because Kyler was. The backup to Baker, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Texas Matt Liner should have been on that list. He was. He's a, yeah. he's somewhere pretty high. He's 17, right ahead of Andrew Luck. I mean, that's 18, 17, 16 right here are pretty strong. 15, too. Sam Bradford's 15. Jameis is 16. Leinert's 17. And Andrew Luck is 18. Like, that's a pretty solid quartet. And they're behind Kellen Moore from Boise at 14. Which I mean, Kellen Moore was okay at career. It's I mean. fine. Um, what numbers were those? 18 through 15. Those four. Nineteen, by the way, was Bryce Young from Alabama. We'll see how that goes, and then twenty, CJ Stroud. We'll also see how that goes in the pros. But yeah, but CJ Stroud, you could also put in there like Dwayne Haskins as well. I mean, their seasons were almost identical. A lot of those, I mean, the, the, I mean, they had very similar numbers throughout their whole career because it's the system that Ryan Day runs. Stroud threw eighty-five touchdowns against twelve interceptions. Who did Stroud? That's pretty. I mean, wild. how many did Haskins throw? He's not on the list. He didn't even make the list. Uh, Justin Fields did, Troy Smith did, uh, JT Barrett did. Haskins is one year as a starter through 50 touchdowns. Barrett threw, <laughs> Barrett threw 104 I mean, in four years. Yeah, you know, we started one year through 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Again, very similar to, to very, I mean, similar in so many ways. They have the same frame, both similar quarterbacks. Both were number seven, actually. Interesting. Weird. That is kind of, I just did. I started down this path not realizing how close I was with this. Uh, 502-414-1450. Texture says, what about Johnny Football? He's he's on there. He's 13. Texture says, Mike, you're about to get a Twitter hat tip by me because Coop thinks I was the one who discovered the L.A. De La Cruz news. You deserve those flowers. Uh, Let St. Louis feel the wrath tonight. We love L.A. De La Cruz. We do. We'll see what happens. Texture says, where is Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence, he's on there. He's pretty high. I think he's in the top 20. He is 11. I believe, okay, that makes sense. He was legit. 90 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, national does title. It, does it give a description of what went into the criteria of this? Was it, oh, it was not just statistics, right? It was how they, the success of their their, their program, I guess, maybe? Let's see. Because um, I'm, I'm curious about that. That, that, that. that makes a big factor in it. And I know it's hard to, like, not, again, I'm not, like, I don't want to harp on, like, uh, the car, but I'm just going back to it because, I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't dive into the. Okay. Which I mean, I I get because look, it's an impossible task. This is a it is hard to do. It's a shameless thing that you do during the off season to generate attention, which we're giving it right now. We're talking about this list. I mean, I remember we, no, I used to true. do before every college basketball season the top one hundred players in college basketball, which we're talking about three hundred and sixty plus teams, <laughs> and you're ranking different players that play different positions. You're trying to rank incoming freshmen that you've never really seen before as well, and how they compare to like a fourth year senior or whatever. And people would say all the time like. Are you ranking this based on like pro potential, college career only, like what goes into this? And I was just like, yes, <laughs> you know, we're we're just coming. <laughs> How up. do you say the word yes? We're like <laughs> best players. How whatever you think it is, that's what it is. 
uh, you know, it's just, it, there's no scientific formula for a list like this. You're just kind of saying this guy, I, I think he's a little bit better. That's all you can do. What's Sam Bradford? He's, I think I said he was oh, there at 15. Did you? Okay. He's in that quartet of guys that I was talking about pretty strong. Of course, he went to Oklahoma. They clearly know all the Oklahoma quarterbacks on there. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. <laughs> None? I mean, okay. <laughs> I was mad that he didn't want to be a Lion. Went back to school just so he could avoid the Lions. I love Sam Bradford. That's we, fine. We, we, we dumped Sam Bradford on the, on the Vikings for a number one draft pick. <laughs> and used him on the guy who recovered the fumble in the Super Bowl. Texas said, did Trevor actually compare the careers of Tebow and Kaepernick? I'm not somebody that thinks Kaepernick was better than he was, but he was a solid NFL QB, and Tebow didn't know how to throw a ball. Uh, yeah, they're very they're very similar because they people in both ways think they deserve to be, and they were both nothing but backups. Kaepernick had the one good year product of a system. The, by the way, the same Alex Smith had just as good a year the year before in that same system, uh, and that was it. He was he's a bum. I mean, Tebow's a bum and Kaepernick's a bum. He was a starter for four years. Yeah, and he sucked for three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the numbers mean, aren't terrible. Not good either. I think he's better than Tebow. Nah, maybe not much. Neither, but the point is, you can say he's better. Neither one are quality starters. Neither one are NFL starters, though. Texas Lamar should or, be top five on that list. I mean... You can argue it, but I, I, I'm fine with him being at eight. He would have maybe made top five if he'd... Gotten the two Heisman's he deserved. If he, he'd been, he won back to back Heisman's. Baker stole one. If he'd been, and and also if we'd had like one year, I think where like if we'd made the playoff in 2016 or 2017, as opposed to not even winning double digit games, I think he'd have a better case for it. I'm fine with him being at eight. Like he was certainly the. I think here's the 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 argument for Lamar is what happened after he left just reinforced even more how important he was. I mean Lamar leaves. And we go from, you know, I know 2017 was a disappointment, but we still were in the top 25 for a lot of that year. We still won eight games. The year before, we were in the top 10 for most of that season. He leaves, and we're like the worst Power 5 team in college football. And I know that that wasn't entirely because he was gone, but it certainly played a big part in, in us going from that to being 2-10 and 10 and not being able to stay within like 50 points of Duke. Yeah, because right. Baylor didn't even drop when RG3, that bad when RG3 left. They right. kind of kept their head up. Then again... For all his faults off the field, Art Browse opposed to Petrino actually cared about staying winning. But what was uh, was Case Keenum on there? I would be willing to bet. He I mean, was. he threw one hundred almost two hundred touchdowns in four years. Case Keenum was twenty four. Okay. Yeah, he probably should be closer to top ten. I mean, even his senior year, they 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 beat Penn State in the uh, and uh, and it went twelve. I mean, it went thirteen and one in his senior year, and so they had a good season. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill kind of in his lead in acknowledges that this is an impossible task. He, he says, you know, we've seen controlled four or five years from case Keenum's and Baker Mayfield's that produce seemingly untouchable career totals. We've also seen an insane single season explosions from Cam Newton's. How do you compare a Keenum or a Kellen Moore to a Newton or a Joe Burrow? And he says, very carefully, <laughs> I'm sure you will not disagree with a single one of the picks below. It's the only way you can I mean. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I have a problem with is Baker. Number one, I don't like Baker at one either. I mean, I, I thought. Tebow, I, mean, I can't believe you actually. That was I hit that right. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, because Tebow would have been like, I would have been probably a little mad with Tebow, but I accept Tebow has more argument to be number one, a thousand times more than than Baker Mayfield does. I agree with that too. I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I know I, you were going to be upset with it. I wouldn't have hated Tebow being one. He was right now incredible with, college with going through the names in my head. Like I would probably put Vince Young number one, even though he didn't win the Heisman. No, yeah, even though he wouldn't have been. 
I mean, I remember. I mean, look what he did. I mean, what Texas and what Texas has done before and after, kinda. I mean, I know that he had lots of talent around him, but you can't use that. You can't use that as a knock because then you're just bashing every you know major Alabama and Oklahoma quarterback in the yeah. list. I mean, he led Texas to a great Rose Bowl win versus Michigan his junior year, which was a great game, by the way. And then let's not forget just the the single handedly almost beating a USC team that many thought was unstoppable. Well, I think that was and he only played three years, right? So that was his he sophomore did, year. I believe, he yeah. beat Michigan, and then his junior year was when they beat USC. Correct? Yes, that's yeah. that sounds correct. Yeah, I don't remember what he did his freshman year. Uh, he barely played. I mean, now the statistics. Don't scream out to you. His junior year, he threw 12 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I mean, the, the numbers, but the team also went 11-1 and one and won the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's – so, I mean, again, you got to take sure it. he also rushed for an insane amount. The year before, the, his, he was the starter. No, Ch- Chance Mock was the starter. He was a backup. And they, the team did go 10-3. and three. And He still rushed for almost – he rushed for 998 yards that year as a freshman. Did, yeah, he he played. He just they they he rotated. Yeah, he rushed a ton. I mean, he had eleven rushing touchdowns. He had he had more rushing touchdowns. Uh, he had eleven rushing touchdowns as a freshman and six passing touchdowns. And even as a sophomore, as the full time starter, fourteen rushing touchdowns against twelve passing oh, yeah. touchdowns. That's pretty unreal. His poor career had thirty seven rushing and forty four passing. That's yeah. That's easy. I mean, he he threw for six thousand passing yards and ran for three thousand rushing yards. Texas says, get it right, Mike. Uh, it was a quesarito, not a chalupa, on the Jokic commercial. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> what was it? It was a quesarito. I don't remember what those were. I, they still have them, I think. Well, no, quesarito, I, no, no. They, they have them at um, uh, Salsaritas. I know they have quesaritos. What is a quesarito? It's like a burrito that you pour queso on top of. So, oh, is that all it delicious. is? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just, okay. No, I didn't I didn't know he moved by I didn't know because I mean, talk about I had that. Texas, I usually like Jeff Van Gundy, but he was annoying me this series. It seems like he and Mark Jackson are getting burned out. They complain way too much. He has a little bit of the, and I still like both of them. I don't mind me. But he has a little bit of the Jay Billis thing going where like, he got so much credit for calling out refs and calling out the NCAA and doing all this stuff that he like now has to do it every – like Billis just like every single call now, he's like, that's not a foul. Let's, and then they'll show the replay. It'll be a clear foul. He's like, that's not a foul. And I'm like. That can be annoying, but it's also nice to actually have someone actually not suck up to the refs as an announcer. I agree, but it's, it's gotten to a point where it's like every possession. He's like, way too much contact. Way too. I'm like, all right. There's going to be a happy medium somewhere, right? Like at some point, just tell a joke or something. Or like, let me know like who this guy is and what he does well and where he came. Like, you can give me some background. I have Jeff Van Gundy's cell phone number. Do you really? I did. I tried to call him one time to come on a show. Uh, and he didn't answer, and I didn't even leave a voicemail. I was like, I'm not, there's no reason to probably leave a voicemail. Like 10 minutes later, he actually called me back. Is he the most famous person in your phone? No, I've got Marshall Falk and Yao Ming's number in there. Yao Ming is pretty impressive. Now, is his number still stand? Probably not. If I called it, it'd probably be disconnected at this point, but uh, yeah, I had those two. I mean, um, Mike Dicka, I've got his number in there. That's, I mean, and he, now, and Dicka, I've actually one. got to interview twice, and I've called him, and each time he's like, Yao, come on. Nicest of all things you think. He's maybe the nicest guy I've ever called to have come on the show randomly. Great interview. Fun dude. Texas says, Trev, in all seriousness, you need to get a physical. Oh, it's because that guy that you said was too oh, mean the, to me. It's the guy. Who's yeah, I, told, I replied back and I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I appreciate it, but uh, all I heard was that you think I'm funny. <laughs> like, if you can read what he said, I wrote back to him and. Like, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm just, you can give me all the you're fat and uh, you don't get late. Great. Get, have some, at least if you're going to make fun of me, be original about it. Don't be just the lowest form of, of comedy. You sound like a white man can't jump reboot. 
Um, yeah, I get a physical. I get a, I'll be physical. Texas, that's not what a quesadilla, Mike. It, <laughs> is it's a burrito wrapped in a quesadilla? I'm sure. I know from Taco Bell it is, but not from from Salsaritas. A yeah, they don't have queso. Yeah, is a burrito covered in queso? It's delicious. Uh, Taco Bell quesadilla. I'm assuming it's good too. Never had it. Take your word for it. That was, that was Boise guy weighing in. It's a quesadilla. Quesadilla. It's like a quesadilla. Okay, there. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up because I'm like from Salsaritas. No, from Taco Bell. Oh, from Taco Bell. Yeah, because I eat more Taco Bell than Salsaritas, unfortunately. This is going to shock you. Boise guy's got an opinion on where Kellen Moore is on this list. <laughs> is, it, is it me, or does I feel like they, they put Kellen Moore higher up because they want to suck up to him because he's the OC still at, like, Dallas? He says Kellen Moore, better than both Lamar and Teddy, 50-3 and three record. <laughs> I lo- Look, I love the troll job. He's, I mean, to be fair, Kellen Moore is ahead of Teddy Bridgewater in this I list. mean, would you even put Kellen Moore ahead of uh, Zabuski, dude? Jared Zabranski? Yeah. I mean, wasn't he? I think of him, Boyd State Moore, I think of Kellen Moore. That's just because he was on the cover of the video game. That and we played against him. Oh, he did. He was, that was, that was in Boise. That was his first year as a starter. In 04? Uh, yeah. Had that go, Boise guy. Yeah. Remember that game? Who would have thought, though, mm-hmm. that game between us two teams, two years later, they would be the probably the... Maybe the two the teams that should have been playing for the national title. Yeah, I mean, it should have been it should have been probably us and Boise for the national title. If we don't lose to, you know, get get screwed over in the uh, Rutgers game. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Louisville as a program, and this is going to floating Boise guys boat here. We we did not get enough credit for beating an undefeated Boise team in that Liberty Bowl game because back then it was just seen as like, oh, these two little old cute mid majors duking it out. And this was before the Boise upset of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Before they, oh did, yeah, it was it was two years before. Yeah, yeah. They, they started playing the high profile non conference games where they would hold their own, and before they were being viewed as a legitimate national title contender. If we had beaten them in the same circumstances in like 2008, people would have been going nuts over that victory. Like it, it would have been this huge thing. You knocked off Boise, an undefeated Boise team in a bowl game. That Louisville team was really good. Whereas when we did it, it was kind of like, oh, these two. Cute little teams going at it. That's that's. I have to mention that fun. game was fun. It's a great game. I was at that game. That was the game. I was so hammered. That was the one where I almost got in fight with Boise fans because they kept running their mouth about, you know, your coach is gone. He's on his way to Auburn. Which the irony is their coach left. Well, before. they were wrong. Their, Haskins actually left before Petrino did, which is even better. Uh, he would bounce and go to, to Colorado. Uh, I may have made a sheep joke or two at the time. No pun. I mean, you know. still are. You did on the show. Oh yeah, I did. It's true, buddy. It's because it's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I mean, we only had one loss that two year. Yeah. And we could have been. I mean, who who was who played for the national title in '04? Was that that wasn't um, that was that was the year before the USC game, USC Texas game, wasn't it? It was. I think '04 was. That wasn't LSU Oklahoma. That was '03. Uh, so USC '04 would have been. Was it the year? It was, it was USC Oklahoma. Yeah. When they destroyed Oklahoma 55. Yeah. And that was also them. the year Auburn went undefeated but didn't win a national title. Yeah. In Our, hindsight, it's hilarious. And Auburn, Oklahoma had one loss that year. Well, not in two if you count the, the ball. Yeah. Game. So. There you go. We, we could have could have played with that USC. Team. But I'm kidding. You know, it's so crazy that you saw that and we're 11 to 1, they're undefeated. And here we are just, you know, two years later, we probably should have been playing. They were undefeated. We had one loss. We could have easily been the only two undefeated teams playing for the national title. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Jeff Goodman is going to make Louisville fans mad. He already is. We'll talk about why. And we'll get to some of these college basketball coaching quotes that uh, I think are, are pretty interesting. More text from you guys as well at 502-414-1450. We'll be right back here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. 
get my fix Just let the love and take a hold Cause it will if you let it I'm funky, not a junkie But I know where to get it No trouble, no fuss A reminder, if you're having air conditioning problems this summer, it's about to get hot out there. It's already feeling a little toasty today. If you have that AC go out to the middle of the night, you got young ones at the home, you got pets at the home, you can't make it through the night yourself maybe because it's so hot, call our friends over at AirServe. They have technicians available for you 24-7. doesn't matter what hour, what day it is. Someone will be available to take your call and come out to your home and fix that problem. 502-785-8600 is the phone number. Airserve.com slash Louisville is the website. Again, 502-785-8600. That's your phone number. Airserve of Louisville. Call the home team. All right, uh, we've got uh, this new, I, I just saw, say what you will about Jeff Goodman. The man knows how to troll the biggest <laughs> fan bases in college basketball. I, I think that sometimes he has valid opinions, and then he just, like, he, he does what, a lot of people will do. He'll take an opinion that is rooted in truth. He genuinely believes it, and then he will just exacerbate it to antagonize the fan base that he knows is going to get the most engagement out of it. And that's definitely what he's doing these days. He, he has not been shy about talking about Kenny Payne, talking about Louisville, uh, and he has been asked by the Field of 68 folks to release his top five on-the-hot-seat coaches for next season in college basketball and his top five new hires um, so, I mean, the graphic it has, just to give away the, the top choices on both sides, it's got Rick Pitino on one side and then Kenny Payne right there on the other side. And then it's got two columns where it has top new hire Rick Pitino and top coach on the hot seat Kenny Payne. Uh, the man knows exactly what he's doing, even if there is some 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 genuine thought to it. I mean, you can make cases for both those guys, for sure, for those two titles. But the fact that Goodman's putting it out there in graphic form is... There's no coincidence those are the two right next to each other. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, that's In case you're interested, the the on-the-hot-seat rankings, number one, he does have Kenny Payne from Louisville. Number two, Brad Brownell from Clemson. He was on the hot seat last year. You have a mute button, remember? Oh, I forget. I got the cough button. I know, yeah. (laughs) One one positive of being here, maybe. And look, let's let's say what it is. Number one on this list beat number two on that list by 10 last year. (laughs) That's it. Maybe flip them. I don't know. Uh, number three, he's got Wayne Tinkle from Oregon State. Number I'm amazed Wayne Tinkle is actually still employed, to be honest with you. I know they had the, the run, but still, I mean. If they, if they cared more about I mean, did you see like Washington State? That's a very good point. Yeah. Washington State put today, they announced like a hold on all hirings and firings because they, they're they not making any money in athletics because the Pac-12's TV deal is so ridiculous and it doesn't look like they're going to get a better deal. So they're like, we can't spend more on athletics right now. I think Oregon State probably in the same boat there. Uh, Tinkles at three. You're right though; they don't care. I mean, they, they, they did, and they also don't care. They also, they gave Obama's like brother-in-law a job for like three years just because he was Obama's brother-in-law. It was a great fact. People were talking about Oregon State. Basketball. I got to interview him, by the way. There you go. Yeah. See, you wouldn't have cared otherwise. <laughs> nope. Number four, another Pac-12 coach, Mike Hopkins from Washington, is uh, four on the list, and then Fred Hoiberg from Nebraska. Nebraska ball has not taken off the way that people were predicting Ooh, it would. He checks it. in at five. Uh, I'm I'm a little surprised that Hopkins is that high on the list. He's had. I mean, I know he had a bad year. I know. The, the, I mean, but he hasn't even been there. I mean, has he had that bad a season? I mean, uh, two years ago they won like four games. They, 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 they were like us. They were really bad. Has it been that long since he he's been there that long now? He's been there. I want to say like five years, six years. 
I mean, I guess. I, I mean, I, just, I guess maybe in my mind because his first year he did. He, I don't want to say overachieve, but they made they they were good for a while. They were saw, and he had some talent. I mean, you saw the defensive player that he had. I mean, that team almost fit perfectly what he wanted to do. When uh, the the Tibio guy, they end up he's playing in the NBA. He was just a perfect fit for his system at guard. He played defense, but yeah, I guess I just. Yeah, yeah, they've been to the tournament one time since he got there. His first year was 2017-18. They won five games two seasons ago, uh, and then they've had yeah. a losing record. No, you're you're right. Since his first year, they have literally gone down. Or second season. His second year, it was the only time they made the tournament. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's on the hot seat. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I guess I just feel like it just, yeah, it didn't seem like it's that long. If you're looking at the, the list of uh, that Goodman has for best coaches, um, Rick Pitino, he's got one, St. John's. Ed Cooley at Georgetown, he's got two. I, I still don't agree with the Cooley thing. I never. I'm I'm in a minority on that one. I think though. Micah Shrewsbury at Notre Dame. I, got, lo- I love that hire. By the way, I, I would probably have that at two. I think that's a yeah, really I good hire. Uh, he's got his replacement, Mike Rhodes at Penn State at four, and then Corey Gibson at Austin P. He's got five. Okay. Is it weird now when you look at that list of the hot seat though? I mean, I don't think there's a one on the hot seat that hasn't been at their school that they're on the you know quote unquote hot seat. For more than, than they've been there all their four years or more, except for Kenny Payne. Yeah, Brown has been there forever. I mean, Tinkle's we know Hopkins for, now been there for at least six years almost. Hoiberg, I think, has been there for seven or eight. At least. And, I'm amazed he's still there, to be honest with you. Yeah, because he, he he's been bad since he's got. I mean, at least Hopkins had the one good year. I think like his Hoiberg's first season was 2019 20. So oh, has it been that long? Maybe it just feels like him because he's been so bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's been really, I mean. Yeah, I mean, just compared, this, this will be his fifth season there. I mean, they have not had a winning season yet. And there was all this talk about. Okay, but still, he's still, uh, but what I said, a minimum of four. Yeah. I said four years. So everyone has been at least four years or, or more, except for Payton, who's also, didn't you say top of the list? He's number one. I mean, I, does that at least also, you know, reflect on how much we care about basketball at Louisville compared to the other schools as well? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure. And, and the fact that he's. Because you know he's ranking these based on the most likely to get fired, essentially. Okay. And I think if you go four and twenty-eight at a place like Louisville in your first season, then yeah, it's gonna it's gonna thrust you to the top of that list. Did you know Trevor Kelsey before we change the topic entirely? Nebraska only power conference program to not win a game in the NCAA tournament in college basketball. I believe that. Still true. Hoiberg has not uh, <laughs> not sniffed the NCAA tournament yet. He'll try to do that in year five. But he's been a massive. I mean, Nebraska hasn't even been there since they had Rich King, have they? They made it. Um, Eric Piakowski, Rich King team. I know they went like back to back years with those guys in the nineties. It was Piakowski and Rich King were the two good players they had. They they went fairly recently. Did they? Okay, I couldn't remember. And then I think they were. <sighs> Their last term appearance was 2013 14 under Tim Miles. That's what I'm thinking of. It says lost second round, but that, that means was, that, that, that was time the that was the birthday of an 11 seed. Uh, before that, it was uh, Danny Knee in '98, and uh, Danny Knee also took him to four straight tournaments, which would have been the teams I was referring to with Rich King and Piakowski. There you go. Which was '91 uh, through '94. All else, and they had good. I mean, they were a th- they were a three seed one of those years. They lost to a fourteen. Yeah, I don't not remember that. They lost to Xavier. Geez, also kind of weird that Xavier was a fourteen. That was that was a freshman Piakowski and a senior Rich King who averaged fifteen and ten. Uh, yeah, they were the three. They lost eighty nine to eighty four. They were twenty six and eight that year. Jeez, came in third in the Big Eight. That was the high of Nebraska ball. They just didn't know it. Behind Kansas and Oklahoma State, they just didn't know it. All right, uh, a few texts. We'll, we'll save the on three story about co- coaches giving quotes 
for the start of the next hour. But 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texter says, Trevor, please text uh, Jeff Van Gundy and tell him to make fun of LeBron's overdramatic flopping. I wonder if it's still his number. You could try. I still do have it, I think. When I started doing, like, sports writing a, a little bit, like my dad, you know, because my dad has he still had, like, an old Rolodex from his, like, work in the 80s. And he, like, gave me a bunch of old numbers. He's like, these probably aren't, don't work anymore, but just in case. And one of them was Digger Phelps. And this was the year that Digger Phelps was, like, just one of the years where he was trashing us. And we got very drunk after we beat Tennessee and Charlotte in 08 in the NCAA tournament. And I was like, I'm calling this number. I was like, I want to see if it's still Digger. Nobody answered. But I was like, <laughs> I, I was like I've got to see. Texas. I mean, the, the, the area code for his number is Houston, Texas. Could that's, be. Because it's probably, like, yeah, I mean. Texas says, uh, Trevor, why don't you ask Van Gunny to come on the show? I could. Get him on there. He's right between Jeff Shepard and Jeff Rabjohns on my phone now. Texas, was Chris Mack on that Xavier team? Uh, the timeline is about right. He might have been. I didn't look at the Xavier's roster. So, so that you said that was 91? That was Pete Gillum. Um... Brian Grant was a freshman on that team. I do not see Chris Mack's he, name listed. So that was he. He was a that was his transfer year. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. He played at Evansville until '90, transferred in. He sat out the '90-'91 season at Xavier, and then played the next two years. So that would have been the year that he was on the team, but he was sitting out per transfer. They would lose to 11 seed UConn in the next game. Who would Xavier? Xavier. UConn would go on to lose the How next game to number two Duke in 11-14 UConn Xavier matchup in the tournament. Different times. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Now that and that was the UConn team that just started. Cause I think the year before, um, yeah, that was with Scott Burrell was a sophomore. Chris Smith was a junior. Yeah, they had come off that team that had lost in Elite Eight just two years earlier. They had um, then when um, when uh, Leitner stepped on their player. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was his name? I can't remember now. Woods. Uh, no, because remember the, the people. It's the, the Leitner shot that gets underlooked. He does the double clutch. He does the clutch under and shoots it and beats him. They lost 79-78. Um, Tate George. Texas says from an extremely credible source, Ellie is getting a rest day today. Okay. He's going to the Reds. They're calling him up. Uh, Texas has an answer to your question about Kyler Murray and Kingsbury. He says Kingsbury was the Texas A&M offensive coordinator and recruited Kyler there before he went to Oklahoma, I think. Texas says. Texture says, uh, how many Mexi melts has Trevor eaten? Oh, God, I love the Mexi melt. <laughs> they don't make Mexi melts anymore. Like the Mexi, I, yeah, which I don't understand. Like, I mean, it's all it is is basically nuking a soft taco. I mean, it's pretty much what it is. And it's, well, man, those Mexi melts are good. Josh, the subject got text says, you guys sound as clear as ever on 96 1 today. That's what we're That's, yeah. <laughs> Josh, no, no, never mind. Just keep coming to work, buddy. Just, just, <laughs> just come on in. <laughs> Texas, Mike, did you say that you just like Bofa? I don't remember saying that, but Bofa people, the internet sensation joke of 2015. Oh, I don't know it. Are you not familiar with Bofaing? Did, did I just did I just actually say something I shouldn't say? No, no, no. You would people would do this whole thing where it was like you, I got Google and it just comes Bank of America. <laughs> that's not what it is. You you would do this thing where it was like you would troll somebody and you'd be like, actually, I I'm more concerned with the Bofa administration. They'd be like, what's Bofa? And you would say Bofa D's. Oh, was that another face. one of that? Oh, yeah, it was okay. one of those. No, my, my, I guess like every generation has a different version of that. Mine was just getting somebody to say who. And then when they say who, and you're like, 
fifties. Yeah. That, that's how we did it back in my I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ours is easier too. Get somebody to say, I still do it just I'll be on the phone with somebody and I'll somebody they'll go who and I'll still say it just randomly. <laughs> Texas, where's Joey Harrington on that list? He was really good at Oregon. Uh, I can see him making that he's definitely should be on the top seventy five. Well he wasn't 50, even he was fifty five. I was starting to think what year he came out, though, also. His, yeah. So he played two seasons in the 2000s. Yeah, because he was 04 draft, right? No, uh, 01. Oh, was he 01? Okay. Lions took him, and I thought he was going to be awesome. Like, that was, I honestly, of all the things that I've been wrong about when it comes to the Lions, which is pretty much everything, <sighs> I probably was the most wrong about that. Like, I was convinced Joey Harrington was going to be the guy that, like, led the Lions to prominence. He was the quarterback we've been missing forever, and he just, it didn't happen. He'd show glimpses of it every now and then, but he was not not good. <laughs> you were a Charlie Batch fan, weren't you? I mean, I love Charlie, but I didn't think he was good. Where Charlie Batch go to school? I've got no idea. Eastern Michigan. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Texture says, um, everyone tune in tomorrow when Trevor complains why there aren't cassette players and payphones everywhere anymore. Well, the payphone one, I, I, I'd love to go back to payphones and pagers. I'm I'm good. I'm okay with it. like I, I I like want myself one just to be like a computer in my hand, not a phone. Because I miss the days that I could just like not actually ignore a call or a text and just be like I couldn't find a quarter. <laughs> I miss those days. Like nowadays you can't do that. Like it's why I text you. What are you gonna be like? I didn't see the text. I use that line, but no one really believes it, right? No, not anymore. No, no one does. And I mean, and if you call, I mean, it, unless I and if, if I if I like, don't want to hear it ring and I hit the um, the the climb button, you know you're getting FU'd. That's mm-hmm. why you just sleep until like two thirty. <laughs> Nobody can get a hold of you until then. We're like, well, he's just he's sleeping. Oh, I wake up. I look at my phone and roll over periodically. But if it's not worth getting up for, I'm not. I'm just going back to sleep. Texas says, "Do you all remember saying, did you pull some wool tonight?' I don't remember. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, that was yeah. You do you not know what that means? I can make an assumption. Yeah, it's yeah. That's I know. I remember. But that I never said, used that phrase. I've though. used it. Did you? Well, not like truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, I think KP coming in at one on the hot seat isn't a surprise. Everyone outside of Louisville views him and the B-ball team as a joke right now. And going 4-28, and 28, no matter the circumstances, gets you there. Deservedly so. Hopefully he turns it around, but I'm not sold he can coach top five recruiting class or not. I, I, I We talked about it during the season. Is Khaleesi in there, by the way? She's right here. Okay, She's so I'll make sure. Okay. Uh, we talked about it during the season. This is the rare coaching debate, if you want to call it that, where like the national media it seems like is more down on the coach than the local media and the local fan base. Like typically it's it's the reverse role. Like for instance with with Satterfield, you had Louisville fans here and certainly a chunk of the Louisville media all over Satterfield and being like he's just not good enough. He's not mm-hmm. doing and the national people are like this guy's good. You gotta give him a break. He, you know, look at how much he wanted App State and all this stuff. And I feel like that's typically the case. Whereas with Kenny Payne, I mean, look, we debated a four and twenty-eight season here every single game. Are they getting better? We got to give him time. And the national media, for the most part, has been like, "This is unacceptable. Like, this is Louisville for God's sake. You can't. I don't care what's going on. They look just woefully inept. I don't think they're going to be that much better next year. Like, we're you know, I put the poll question out there, and we can talk about that after the break. Like, the results show a fan base that is at the very least, cautiously optimistic about what's happening. They are more positive than negative about what's going on with the Louisville men's basketball program right now. And I think that, I mean, people are talking about this being a top 25 team. People are talking about how talented the roster is. We should be in the NCAA tournament. When we get 
closer to the season and these predictions and, and these these preview posts start being written, like the take on Louisville is going to be very similar to what it was a year ago. Like Louisville's probably going to be picked to finish 10th, 11th, 12th in the ACC. You're not going to see anybody predicting them to make the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. And like the national take on what's going on here is very different than the local take, which is, it's odd to me. It's it's just, it's a bizarre role reversal. But again, it all, not saying who's right or who's wrong, it'll all get shaken out when we get to the season, like everything else. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll, we'll come back. 502 414 is the Thornton's text line. We'll talk about these anonymous hoops quotes. we got a short show, so we got one segment left. Keep it locked right here for 14, on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Trip to Garden Grove Smelled like a loo dog inside the van Oh yeah This ain't no funky record party Five dollars at the door It gets so real sometimes Who wrote my rhyme? I've got the microwave Got the V All right, welcome back in Final segment here of a short Tuesday show on the uh Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. We've got Louisville Bats baseball coming your way starting at 535 as the Bats start a series on the road against Syracuse. We also now have Ellie De La Cruz retweeting the Bats tweet of a picture of Ellie De La Cruz. I don't know what's going on. It's like it feels like it's all happening. It's like some inception. He's, he's tweeting a picture of himself? Like, what does that tell us? I mean... I would hate it. I mean... Selfishly, I'd hate it if his first if his call up happens while they're on the road. I'd love to see his first home his first game be a home game, get that big ovation. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get picky, I'm not gonna get juicy. We were talking when I was up in Cincinnati on Saturday. Dylan was talking. I can't remember the guy's name, but they had just let go a player the, the Yankees had, and they called up a kid who ended up starting and having a couple of hits for them. But he was talking about how much it sucked, like getting let go on the road. Like he made the trip with them and he has to go back all by himself. And he's like, he's like, it's always, you always want to make those moves when you're back at home, but sometimes you just, you can't. And here's hoping that Ellie De La Cruz gets called up whenever he gets called up. Cause I'm excited to see him play for the big club. All right. We've got about, um, we're going to get out of here early five twenty uh, to, to let uh, Josh take over and, and get all, get our bearings, get ready for Louisville bats baseball reminder. If you want to listen to Trinity versus San tonight in the seventh region semifinals, you can do that. On 970 WGTK, our sister station, Manual and Eastern, about to start at 530. I don't think it's on the radio anywhere, but if it is, it's going to be one of our stations. I just saw where people are like getting mad at some woman. I guess it made herself look like Kobe Bryant in a TikTok video. I have not. She looks that. just like him. It's insane. Really? Yeah, but people are all like just ripping her for doing blackface. Oh. But I mean, she's going like full makeup. This isn't like, I mean, like just putting some like, you know, like paint or something. I mean, she's like, yeah, go like prosthetic nose and everything. It's kind of weird. I mean, she doesn't look exactly like him, but it's kind of creepy. That's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Uh, we've got a limited amount of time, so I do want to talk briefly about. I thought there was a really interesting piece in all, from on three today, interviewing a bunch of coaches, having them talk anonymously. We've heard 
for a long time about how much how much coaches are struggling with NIL and the transfer portal and all of this stuff that's going on right now, all the changes to the game. I, I thought the most telling portion was this one. These are two quotes from a coach from the SEC and a coach from the Big 12. The first one says this. I think the obvious change with recruiting in the portal is that you must have NIL even for marginal players, a coach in the SEC told on on three. A large percentage of why these kids are transferring is because they want more NIL, whether that's going from zero to something or going to a school that has more resources than their current situation. Now, the Big 12 coach said this. You know you can't win with freshmen anymore, but you can't afford a roster of good transfers. So you have to go out and find that sweet spot every year. Each cycle, you can only take two or three high school kids, but because they come cheaper, you have to take two or three. You can't, you just can't take more than three or four transfers, transfers without breaking the bank. Now, to me, that's the most interesting part of this because we had the question a few weeks back from somebody. It was actually, I remember it was when we were over here at the OG in Jeffersonville when somebody was like, what's the best explanation you can give for why this staff is crushing it in high school recruiting? We now, after getting... Tyler Johnson yesterday. We have the number three class in the entire country for 2023, according to the on three and rivals rankings, but they're not killing it in the portal. And the, you know, my whole thing was like, I was like, I can't tell you definitively. The only thing that I can think of is the transfers want more NIL because they feel like they're established players. That's true. Yeah. And that seems to be the case. Like, like reading these college coaches quotes, which a couple others back them up saying, you know, the transfers are in the portal because they either want NIL money for the first time or they want more of it. And if you're spending money to get recruits who are cheaper, but you still have to do something for, then maybe you don't have a whole lot of money left over for, for transfer portal players. And if you're taking the philosophy that Kenny Payne has said, he's taking a bunch of times where he doesn't want to break the bank for NIL. He wants you to earn it. Once you get here, like that's probably not going to be an effective pitch for a transfer portal player. Whereas a high school recruit might not care as much than like a you know whoever we've been going after. Recently. Well, high school kid, I think for the most part, especially depending on what the ranking, are, are they're they're picking their school for exposure to go to the NBA. Where, like you said, a transfer is kind of I don't want to say he's given up, he or she's given up on a pro career, but they're looking to, to, to get money right now because if they could go pro, they would have gone pro. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good point. I think every top fifty player rightly or wrongly, probably looks at it and says, like, I'm going to college, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go to the NBA. Yeah, and Maybe top 100 even, but yeah. Could be, yeah, for sure. And then you have that, for a lot of them, that reality smack you in the face. So if you are, I mean, let's just take the, the case of somebody that we wound up landing. If you're Trey White, who maybe goes to, to college hearing some murmurs about being a one-and-done, which were legitimate, that talk was out there, and you have a good freshman season, but not a great freshman season, you don't feel like you're in a position yet to jump to the NBA and be taken where you expect to be taken. You're now changing your mindset from, I don't care how much I'm getting because I'm going to be a millionaire in six months to, I'm going to get what I can while I'm here. Like, that's still my focus, but hey, I didn't make what I wanted to make my freshman season. I'm going to go make something somewhere else. And if I, you know, if I, if I don't wind up becoming an NBA player, I still need to get what I can get while I can get it. And I think you have a lot of players with that mindset, especially the guys who have seen that dream completely slip. The guys who have been good college players for three or four years, um, maybe mid-major guys that are averaging 18, 19 points per game, you can see them saying, like, I may not have a chance to make 
money like this again. Like I, I, and if I do, it's going to be going overseas and not being in a situation that's particularly great for me. So I think that is why you're seeing a lot of transfer portal players, you know, get swooped up pretty quickly and then not, you know, the guys who are left in hanging around the portal a little bit longer because that money does seem to be dried up for a lot of schools. And it does maybe make sense for why Louisville has killed it with high school players, but has not exactly knocked it out of the park, at least yet when it comes to the transfer portal. Um, Another quote, uh, SEC coach said this, honestly, when I speak to a kid for the first time, I don't even bring NIL up. They don't bring it up. And it doesn't mean they're not about NIL. It simply means they're not going to answer my call the next time. 20 or more other schools are willing and ready to initiate the NIL conversation immediately. Uh, Another SEC coach said, I still build my relationships with the players and their circles, but I know we're not getting a kid unless we have the NIL in place. The relationships still matter and they will get you to the table, but you better have something to offer. How much you need is a case-by-case situation, and that's where the relationships help you navigate. But it's always something. I mean, it doesn't sound like this is going to change anytime soon. So, I mean, is it really? I mean, we're changing a little bit of the rules, but I mean, hasn't we known? Have we known for like over a decade now that you need a mix of like young and experience? Yes. I mean, it's not. It's like, it's like we we've known it. We're changing. We're, we're altering it a little bit instead of you know, guys you've recruited and kept adding the freshman to it to now the freshman you recruited with the transfers you brought in. And let's be real too, at the highest level, there's always been a, you need to offer something to get a seat at the table with a lot of these five-star kids. It's just, it, it's the way it's been. You, you can say it wasn't always like this. It, it wasn't in terms of it being out in the open of a kid being able to come out and say, like, just straightforwardly, this is what I want. This is what I'm being offered. But it happened to a lesser degree through back channels before and if you wanted a seat at the table, like the relationships with the, with the the family, the relationships with the coaches, the relationships with the other people in the recruit circle, like that all mattered. But to even get to that point, you had to at least match what other schools were were offering back in the day. And I think that's still kind of the case now. It's just it's it's all out in the open and by the book. Um, we've got well, we got we've got about eight minutes left. We'll take as many texts as we can here to wrap the show, and then we'll make our predictions for. Tonight's NBA game. Is there an NHL game? I've, I'll be perfectly honest. I've lost interest in the NHL playoffs. Well, I, I mean, these four teams. it doesn't help that yeah, the four teams are just like the four teams no one cares about. Uh, I think they're both 2-0. I think Florida's up 2-0 and Vegas is up 2-0. If I'm over for somebody, I guess it'll be Vegas. But then again, I'm also just kind of irritated still the fact they don't go by Las Vegas. I don't like any of these teams. And irritate me. Panthers are up 3-0, by the way. I mean, you'll hear anybody go like York Knicks. <laughs> and Angeles Lakers. I mean, why? I don't understand why they had to drop the loss. Well, people call Las Vegas Vegas. I guess they do, but I mean, I don't know. It just I don't, I don't know why it irritates me, but it does. Did you see it's one of those things that I can't explain? But it just irritates me. So let it be. Did you see Brooks Kepka on a bender with his eyes like wide, clapping straight for like twenty five seconds last night when the camera showed him? For some reason my mind just went to eyes wide shut when you said that. I was like, <laughs> I mean, Brooks, he looked drugged out, just like like very hot. That's up eyes on wide shut. <laughs> his eyes were just so large, and he just clapped, staring into a void for like twenty five minutes at the Panthers game last night. It worked. They won one nothing. <laughs> but I couldn't care less about any of these teams. I just don't like them. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just there's so, yeah, something about them. Just yeah, it, it just doesn't do it for me. Texture says, I hope we get another very boring story about getting stuck in traffic tomorrow. Great stuff to lead off segment two, TJ. <laughs> this is, that's, oh, oh, that's a care. I thought that was us. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't what? think anyone of, I, I, I don't, one of us has said it. I was like, did Trevor, did I, did I block him out when he said that? I was like, I don't remember this at all. I mean, I do, I do black out on occasion when you're talking. 
Texas says, tell Trevor that was the best outro, and now I forgot what he played because it took me too long to find the number and Bourbon Beyond commercials came playing all kinds of stuff. He said, yes, yeah, Sublime, that's it. Scarlet Begonias, bro. That wasn't Scarlet Begonias, but that was, uh, it was Boss DJ. Texas says, I know it's Sublime Music Day, but for half a second of that 5 o'clock music intro, I thought Poe Pimpin' Do or Die was coming on. I was about to be hyped. I love Poe Pimpin' by Do or Die. I don't... <laughs> that was... Man, that was still Poe Pimpin'. That was Garden Grove by Sublime, by the way. Do or Die. I was actually... That's a nice flash from the past. I'll never forget. I, I, was, in, I was actually... My last... The, one, the first time I was actually ever in L.A., I remember driving and coming over the expressway. I saw the sign in this exit, Garden Grove. And I was like, Sublime! It's a great song. <laughs> Shut up. You <laughs> <laughs> said, Mike, if Trey White dunked on your head, would you change your mind? What did, did, did you bash Trey White? I don't no, remember. No, I'm big on Trey White. I think Trey White's going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, I think, I'm, I mean, I might remember him. From, like, he's the one I keep forgetting. Maybe if he dunked on my head, I'd remember him more. I think you pencil Trey White as a starter. I'll be shocked if he doesn't start for us. Uh, Texas, how many NBA players do you all think are on the roster now? I think there's two or three. It's a good question. Um, and on this is a, this is a KRC text. No, this is for us. Are you sure? Because he said NBA players. Yeah, I mean, you don't think there's an NBA player on our roster for next season? I mean, I I can't. I don't want to say no because I haven't seen Evans and some of the guys play. But like from what we have coming back, no. I mean, trainer's not going to the NBA. I don't see James. Well, no, I think we're talking more about the the number three players from the, the third okay. rank class. I mean, I guess James might have improved his shot because he does have the size to, to match. But I mean, I think the biggest names that are out there would be Evans and Flowers. Those would be if you're asking. I think that, and Trey White does get a lot of love. There are a lot of people who wrote that his one season at Louisville will probably be his only season at Louisville, and he'll go pro. Mm-hmm. Sky Clark would. I mean, he's gotten. A, he's a former five star kid. I'm gonna get. I mean. The one thing that I will push back on, and I've seen a lot of Louisville fans say this, because we're at the point now, and this is going to just delight your heart, Trevor, where people are doing the whole, like, what's your starting lineup now that we have the, the, the roster set? And there are a lot of That's people. That's your favorite part. God, the, the, there are a lot of people that are excluding Trenton Flowers, and I see a, a ton of Louisville fans who are like, he's definitely going to start. He's a one and done. And maybe he does wind up being, but if you look at any of the mock drafts that are out there, like, he's not. He's not showing up in any of those mock drafts. And if he is, it's not as a first-round pick. So um, I think he's, again, reclass guys don't have a long history of success in recent years, especially guys that are natural reclasses, not players. Like Fabio Basile last year was a kid I was going to say, the only ones that were went to UK we'd established. Yeah. They, they've, had very, they've done well with reclassified guards. And a lot of those guys were guys that, Got held back a year and then reclassed back to their natural class. And so, that, you know, it was like, it's not like a 17 year old playing as a college freshman. Most of those guys were 18, 19 years old. Saw one of them last night in Jamal Murray. He was, man, he's damn good. You can. I do love that with all the, every NBA playoff with these guys being better and better, people just keep going back to like the, how did he not win another national championship? And every UK fan is like, this is, it's a catch 22 with yeah, these guys uh, lighting it up in the NBA. Another one, Shea uh, Alexander was a reclassified. He's first team all NBA. He was incredible this year. But Definitely I statistically, yeah. To answer the question, I'm dancing all around. Them. I know. I'm gonna guess two. I'm gonna say that. <sighs> so if I put the over over under one and a half, you'll take the over. I'll take the over. I'll take the under. As far as like guys that play in an NBA game, I'll take the over. Well, okay. Now if you're, I think you've got then, five then, then guys. you're playing a little fast and loose with it because a guy could like get a ten day contract, play two games, and never play again. I mean. That would make you an NBA player. Though. I guess you're. So I what's mean, your definition? You're, you're, you're definitely. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's. it's uh, yeah, that would make you technically, I guess, an NBA player. Um, like, would you consider Carly Jones an NBA player? I guess when you say NBA player, I think a guy that's like actually like playing in the NBA, opposed to just like having a cup of coffee, maybe. But 
But by the letter of the law, you're right. That would be an NBA player. Um, I'm surprised Carly Jones actually hasn't played more than NBA, to be honest with you. G League player of the year this year? Off this roster, I'm, I'll, I'll take the under because I think maybe, yeah. I mean, if Evans uh, blossoms, I could see him getting into the NBA. I don't know how well he would do, but. And like I said, I don't. I've never seen these kids play, so I don't know. I mean, it, it, yeah, we're just. But if, now, if I'm going by what we've got coming back, zero. <laughs> like I said, James, I think has maybe. Oh, been, I don't think any of the guys coming back will be. I think James could if he can improve a consistent outshot shot, but that's it. I mean, that and that's you know, that's it. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say Flowers. I think Trey White's got a shot. I think Scott Clark's got a shot. I think Dennis Evans has a shot, and then who knows about the other guys? But those four, I think you would all say, like they're on NBA radars. I'm gonna say at least two of them wind up playing a game in the NBA. That's that's my roundabout way to answer that. Texture says, um, the SEC coach is Cal and the Big 12 coach is Hugs. It's possible. Do you sometimes wonder they make these up when they say it's anonymous, like, quotes? I would hope not. That'd be shady. Yeah, but, I mean, would you put anything past shadiness per, per clicks or per views? No, stuff? no. <laughs> of course not. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I agree. That's a, I mean, I don't want to be the Mr. I don't trust anybody or anything. Oh, but, I don't trust anybody. But I'm very, yeah. I've become very cynical. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Like, anytime there's any story that seems, like, crazy on the internet, I just, now at this point, have I default to it's. There's no way it's true. And, like, I'll look it up, and I'll be shocked if it does wind up being true, because 90% <laughs> of the time, it winds up being, like, oh, it's, like, 15% true. Or this is a story from 2016. Like, I it's mean, just, it, nothing's real. I mean, you sit in these quotes, and you say well, they were anonymous coaches. I mean, who's to say, like... I mean, it be just, the, I'm making it up. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, also, sometimes I hear some of these. I'm like, that sounds made up. The implication is that it's a head coach, and I think a lot of times, like these are staffers, like they're coaches from you know, their assistant coaches or their ops guys, they're whatever. Like that was the big thing. I know we're running out of time here, but the anonymous coach, coach, coach quote about Lamar Jackson after his Heisman Trophy season, where it was a coach that said, you know, we played him this year and. There's no way he's going to be an NFL quarterback. He's not just not the passer. He can't read defenses. Like Deshaun Watson will be so much better than him. And everybody looked at the, the the roster and like the only coach who played both quarterbacks that year, and who Lamar like didn't light up was it was Wake Forest. And so everyone <laughs> saw thought it was Dave Clawson. Like I've always been told that it was it, it was a Wake Forest coach, but it wasn't Clawson. And that's how he got away with it. He's like, I didn't say it. I, like, it definitely, like, I think he was being honest. I think it was just somebody on his staff. Because they said Wake Forest coach. They didn't say, or they said uh, ACC coach. They didn't say ACC head coach. And I think that's what happens in a lot of these anonymous quote stories. All right, real quickly, we've got uh, one NBA game tonight. We've had one sweep. I mean, you and I are both doing terrible in this series. I keep waiting for the, the, the team that's sleepwalking to wake up, and it just has not happened in either series. I mean, I picked I picked Miami to play the Lakers at the beginning of it, and then I, I quickly switched to Denver, but... It's I mean. Celtics Heat tonight. I thought the series was over. No, Heat are up three nothing. Oh. They have a they are a one point favorite tonight. These spreads they just are not adjusting at all. They keep expecting the, the Celtics to do something I here. Know, I don't get it either. Eight thirty <laughs> tip off on TNT. TK, who you got? What's the line again? I'm sorry, I was doing Heat something. by one. Finally, took the Heat three victories to get a favorite. Um, the Heat. This is clinched. Boston's cashed out. Like the Lakers, I thought would have a little fight last night. They did. They did. So short. Boston's done. They're, they'll fight a little bit, but it, when it's all said and done, this is going to be a sweep, and Miami's going to win by double digits. I'm with you here. They're we're done. Gonna, we're going to have an, a one seed versus an eight seed NBA Finals. I'm here for it. Should be fun. Uh, Heat get it done tonight. They win, and they win fairly handily at home. That's what I'm going with.
I've been wrong about every game in these finals, though, so who knows? You have. You were on such a good roll, I know. It's, it's over. It's, that's how gambling works, even though even when you're not gambling. All right, everyone enjoy the hoops tonight or enjoy the whatever tonight, whatever you're going to do. Have a fantastic Tuesday evening. We'll see you guys tomorrow back here in Jeffersonville at 3 o'clock. Here we are.